Good evening, Internet. How are we doing out there on the Internet? All right. Here we go. Happy Halloween. Gonna have some fun. Got another round one shot for uh, Halloween because we're gonna have some fun and goof off because that's what we do on Halloween. We don't take it seriously. Uh, Cesari, nice to see you're doing good. Shad, how you doing? All righty. Gonna have fun. Did this this morning. It was a blast. Now we're for the round two. See what this crew does with this adventure. Uh, first and foremost, a thank you to Sirenscape for all the background musics and soundboards. Uh, we are using uh, the Castle Ravenloft sound set for tonight. So go to sirenscape.com to check out all the various sound sets and the online player and all that fun. Also, a thank you to DD Beyond. Uh, for the overlay and all the wonderful tools and resources they have there. This uh, one shot is is uh, actually was recently published uh, on D&D Beyond where you can find uh, various uh, companions and compendiums to your for your D&D experience. Uh, this is called Strahd Must Die in Space. So we're going to have some fun with that. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is going to kind of be uh, quick and intense and see what happens. Uh, so without further ado, uh, we will go ahead and bring in our cast and uh, kind of see what's up. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? Doing well. So far. Doing good. So far, so good, right? So far. <laughs> lost Jinxie there for a minute. Oh. Oh, and some stuff rolled around. I thought I had this Got there and moved them around. There we go. Everybody's back where they belong. Alrighty. All right, quick, uh, while I'm fixing something I did not realize was broken. I hate it when that happens. So how are we doing? Have we all had plenty of candy so far this evening? No, not enough. Oh, that sucks. More for the kids. <laughs> well, no. I made a bunch of cookies. I already ate like four. <laughs> wow. I'm breaking into mine later after the stream. <laughs> That's how we do it. <laughs> that is definitely how we do it. My son came in the room earlier and he was dressed up like a ninja. Oh, <laughs> how cute. And then my husband decided to be Batman, so. I feel like I'm like a between because I have like the kimono like a ninja and I'm a, I'm a monk and then I've got the bat it's just like in between the two of them <laughs> and I didn't even try to do that <laughs> why pick one when you can be both yeah you know yeah there that fixes that 
I thought the bat would work good with the whole you know vampire thing, right? Mm. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So. This will be an interesting adventure. Uh, we're going to be running uh, level 10 characters today. Uh, we have the, of course, we have the viewer interaction options if you're here on Twitch and look at the panel. Um, considering we have a couple of characters probably are not normally associated with Challenge Accepted, uh, we'll do a quick little intro on them. Uh, Pearl, of course, we know. So, just in case one, Pearl wants to reintroduce herself for uh, this particular session. I am Pearl. I am a uh, monk sh way of the shadow, and I finally get to use all my shadow stuff. Yay. <laughs> all right. Next, we have Jinxie. Tell us who, what uh, what race is Jinxie, what class? Uh... Well, Jinxie is a tabaxi, of course, and she is an arcane trickster rogue. Right. All right. Montolio. Am I pronouncing that right? Yes. Montolio. Yes. Montolio, what is Montolio? So Montolio is a half-elf uh, ranger, monster slayer, uh, with a particular liking of of archery. Okay, so he's an archer. Awesome. Mm -hmm. a gift from the tricksters. Okay, we'll uh, get that going first. Oh, <laughs> a gift from the tricksters for Pearl. Yay. All right, Thank Pearl, you. go ahead and roll a D100. A 13. <laughs> well played. Uh, you get a broom of flying. <laughs> I actually had om I almost, I almost had one of those. And I was like, no, I, I'll be fine. <laughs> Get yourself a broom of flying. This wooden broom, which weighs uh, three pounds, functions like a mundane broom until you stand astride it and speak the command word. It then hovers beneath you and can be ridden in the air. It has a flying speed of 50 feet. It can carry up to 400 pounds, but its flying speed becomes 30 feet when carrying over 200 pounds. The broom stops hovering when you land. You can send the broom to travel alone to a destination within one mile if you, of you. If you speak the command word, name the location, and are familiar with the place, the broom comes back to you when you speak another command word, provided the broom is still within one mile of you. Thank you, Tricksters. <laughs> you gotta love the Trickster. Alrighty. Get that out of the Alrighty. Sit here. Nope, nothing new so far. Alrighty. So, 
here we are. You are in the wonderful land of Barovia. Uh, you found your... Jinxie gets a nat 20 on her first dice roll, on her next dice roll. Hey, hey, thank you guys. Okay. Uh, so you're in the land of Barovia. You've come here. To, uh, some, you were whisked away and found yourself in the, in, in Barovia. As you're coming up on the, on the, on the castle Ravenloft, uh, in your mind, you remember a recent reading visit with Madame Ava and a fortune telling. In that fortune telling, you were told uh, four particular things, so I will read them off. You can make note for your fortune. Uh, Pearl's going to get an inspiration. So you get a D4 inspiration to use at your leisure for the stream. For this stream. Yay, thank you. Alrighty, first off, you got you drew the four of coins, the merchant. Seek a cask that once contained the finest wine, of which not a drop remains. The next you get the four of glyphs. The shepherd. Find the mother. She who gave birth to evil. Next you drew the one of stars, the transmuter. Go to a place of dizzying heights where the stone itself is alive. The fourth one, Four of Swords, the mercenary. The thing you seek lies with the dead and mountains of gold coins. These are the riddles you must solve in the castle. As you arrive at the castle, thick cold fog swirls in this courtyard. Sporadic flashes of lightning lance the weeping clouds overhead as thunder shakes the ground. Through the drizzle, you see torch flames fluttering on each side of the keep's open main doors. Warm light spills out of the entrance, flooding the courtyard. High above the entrance is a round window with shards of broken glass ledged lodged in its iron frame. The walls that enclose the courtyard are 90 feet high. The dark towers of the castle rise even higher. Doors in the gate towers on each side of the tunnel entrance are shut against the rain, and, the ho and a howling wind rushes through the courtyard. Step into the withered courtyard of Castle Ravenloft as the rain pounds upon your heads and lightning flares across the Barovian sky. Before you stand two, two massive wolves and a trio of gaunt, pale humanoids, nightmarish imitations of life, you've seen time and time again in Barovia, vampire spawn. They hiss and spit as you approach, but one seems to have the wherewithal to speak. He says, My master bids you good evening, yet he regrets to tell you that he must turn you away. He will broke no intrusions tonight, for he has grand plans, and they do not involve you. It will be our honor to bar your entrance. I 
How far are we from them? You are approximately 50 feet from the first two that are on the sides and about 70 feet from the three in the back row. Go ahead and roll initiative. Antilio, what is your initiative? So, um, 21. 21. All right. Pearl, what is your initiative? It is a 13, I think. Yeah, a 17. 17. 17. And Jinxie? Do I have to use that nat 20 that somebody gave me? No, I will let you hold them in that 20 for your first attack roll. Awesome. 11. <laughs> All righty. And here we go. Montolio, you are up first. Um, should I see anything in blue 20 yet? Should be able to. Um, does Montolio have dark vision? He does. Alrighty. Should be able to see something to that. Something about. I just see a, a, a tan map. Yeah, mine's black. Trying to reload. Trying to. Could be. Does it look now or no? Looks the same for me. Yeah, same for me as well. Trying to reload your maps? Mm Try just turning that off. How about now? Oh. Yay, I see a castle. Hey, I do too. Uh, 
here we go. Yeah, I see. Uh, I did see stuff. Okay, here we go. Yes. Okay, I can see them now. So I see. All right. Uh, now, uh, here, let the fun begin. So you said there's, there's the two that, that's about 70 feet out? There, there are two. The two on the B and C are about 50 feet from you. Mm-hmm. The two wolves and va- and the and vampire A are about seventy feet from you. Okay, um, I will um, select. Um, let's see, how do I ping? How do I do that again? Just uh, hover your mouse over and hold the. Uh... There we go. That guy. All right, so, vampire B. Okay. Yep, vampire B. I will uh, set my slayers. Uh, prey on him, okay. and I will roll my my first attack with uh, with a long bow. All right, gun roll for attack. A nap one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, your your you go and your your arrow just fumbles onto the ground. Normally I'd make you break your bowstring, but I'll be nice tonight because we're we're about to have we're we're here to have fun. <laughs> so you just you don't even knock the arrow and you, you let go and the arrow just falls on the ground. It's almost comical. All right, I, I just I just whistle and and pull another one and I use my uh, second attack. Okay. All right. So um, let's see. Uh, that is a. Is it 14 to hit? 14 does not hit. Alright, then, uh, then I am done. Alrighty. Next up is Pearl. Okay, well, I'm going to run up because I'm, I'm melee based. Uh, so, let's see here. I've got 50, you hit 50 feet of movement. To get to Vampire B or Vampires, well, for Vampire C is about 50 feet. Yeah, 50 feet to either one. So take your pick. I will put up to the center here. Alrighty. And we're going to go ahead and do um, a quarter staff attack first. Alrighty. Go and roll for attack. That is a nat one. Wow! You drop your quarterstaff. You're so eager. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Shiny new quarterstaff you got. That uh-huh. silvering is still kind of slick. I'm used to the wooden ones. This one's silvered and it's it's slippery. <laughs> it's a little bit. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, but I will use a key point and do flurry of blows, so at least I get something, hopefully. Alrighty, do it. So, first arm strike is a 15 to hit. That will hit. His six damage. Uh, of magical, da- or I think, I think, yeah, it's magical damage. Uh, 
Do you deal magical damage uh, for your blows? Yes, uh, on all of my uh, punch. Okay. It's a. It's a. Okay. Six points on the first one. That's fine. Um, and then the other one is a 28 to hit. That will definitely hit. <laughs> and. Oh my word, both of them were ones. Another has six damage. Wow. Oh, Alrighty, well. Three ones in my first set of. Oh. Tilt, this tilt, damage tilt, instead you. of the actual swings. That's fair. Alrighty. Dash to get up on uh, Jinxie and get up on the Jinxie and Monolo, and the other one will rush over to Pearl and will attempt to make a bite at Pearl. And misses and knocks itself prone. What's with all the ones tonight? I mean, I'm, out, I'm okay with that one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jinxie, you're up. Oh, oh man. <laughs> all right. So, is this. How do you say it? Montialo? Montolio. Montolio. Is he right beside me there? Is yes, that he him? Is. Awesome. Conditions yeah. Conditions have been met. You may do it. I am. Ooh. Does Booming Blade work with Sneak Attack? What blade? Booming Blade? It's a bladed weapon. Sneak Attack lets you do it with any bladed with a blade weapon. Hey, hey, so I will. I mean, you cast... can Sneak Attack with arrows at range if you have the ability as long as you meet the other criteria. Awesome. So I will cast Booming Blade and Sneak Attack okay. and use my 20 that I got earlier. Okay. And then how much damage is that? <laughs> um first thing, uh what are the what are what are the what are the dice you would roll? I would roll 1d8. Okay, a d8. Plus 5d6. 5d6. Plus another d8. So do 2d8 and 5d6. So yeah. it'll be max dice value right off the bat. 16 plus 25. Now roll all of those dice. Okay. We're already at 41 points of damage on the first hit without even rolling any other die. And you've just you've made that wolf hey, hey. courtyard. There you go for your first, right out the gate. Just like, oh, cute, die. I got one, guys. Yay! 
what would you what else would you like to do? I will use cunning action to dash and run up beside Pearl to help her out. Attacks with its claws. First attack is a 21 to hit. Um, I will use Uncanny Dodge. Okay. On that one. Ten points of slashing damage. Is that halved already? No, that's full. So okay. for you, it'd be five points of slashing damage. Got it. Second attack is a nine to hit. Dash to get up to Montolio. And now it cannot take any other action because it used a dash to get up there and has no other else. Alrighty, next up is the vampire spawn in front of next to Pearl. It will attempt to attack with its two attacks. Back on Pearl. 21 to hit. Second attack was an 11 to hit. You're probably on mute. Uh, the first one hits, the second one does not. Alrighty. That is seven points of slashing damage. Up to the top of the order with Montolio. Pearl, you're on deck. All right. Um, I am going to um, use a, a bonus action okay. to um, uh, to do uh, Zephyr Strike. Okay. And uh, then I will uh, attack the uh, vampire spawn in front of me with my uh, longsword. Alrighty. 
Uh, that's a 22 to hit. 22 will hit. Roll damage. All right. So that is eight damage plus two is 10 plus one. Uh, so 11 damage, all magical? Um, yes. All right. And then my second attack with my short sword. Okay. And that is a 23 to hit. 23 will hit. Roll damage. And that is seven damage. And is the short sword magical? It is not. Alrighty. It's silver, though. Noted. Alrighty. Pearl, you're up. Okay, well, um... I think what I'll do is uh, I have a vial of holy water. I'd like to splash it on um, the Alrighty. Uh, it's basically uh, <laughs> you roll a d20 and add your strength or dex modifier. You don't get to add your proficiency yeah. okay. That is 21 to hit. Alright, that will hit. Roll damage. I was trying to do multiple things at once. I'm still learning all the stuff that I have. That's fine. I'm sorry. I'm trying to go as quickly as I can to figure it all out. I'm pulling from those. D6. Two. D6. Alright. And that is eight damage. Okay. Uh, that will be my action. And then. Um, I will also uh, use my bonus action to at least swing one. Uh, to, to hit one more time on the uh, vampire in front of me. Strike. And that is a 21 to hit. That will hit. Roll damage. And that is 8 damage. All magical, right? Yes. Alrighty. So as you uh, come around and, and crush the holy water on there, you, and it feels the, the vampire spawn feels the impact of the hit, and then you see the water on it, and it starts to burn the uh, vampire spawn. Oh, yeah, and that should end my turn. Alrighty. Brings us up to the direwolf. Bill Bear. And it will attempt to bite at Pearl. That's a 10 to hit. That does not hit. Alrighty. It's not doing well there. Jinxie, you're up. 
doing the same thing to this wolf I did the, to the last one, hopefully. Okay, dokie. Cast him booming blade. Okay. Ah, oh, 12 to hit. 12 does not hit. Well, can I still do a offhand attack since I tried a melee attack? Yes, you may. Hey, hey, come on right here. And yeah, we were just going to pretend like that didn't happen. And okay. <laughs> it was an 11. So excited about the first hit. Mm. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> All right, that vampire spawn is now going to make two attacks on Vixie. First attack is a 19 to hit. Um, I will uncanny dodge. Second attack is a 25 to hit. Yeah, they both hit. All righty. So first dan first hit for damage from the first hit is five. Damage from the second hit is ten. So I think the uncanny dodge on the ten versus the five. Sure. <laughs> so ten damage. Ten total damage. <laughs> okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And I know you guys are first time running level characters this high a level, so you know we're we're working through. Appreciate it. Vampire spawn B is going to attack Montolio. First hit is a twelve to hit. It misses. Second hit is a sixteen to hit. Uh, it does hit. Alrighty. Ten points of slashing damage. All right. Third vampire spawn is going to. Going to attack Pearl. First hit is a twenty to hit. Dirty twenty, not a natural. That'll hit. Second hit. Is a twenty-one is a twenty-two to hit. All right, first hit. Seven points of damage, slashing. Second hit is five. Six points of slashing. Brings us to the top with Montolio. Oh, you're on deck. Attack with a longsword. Okay, roll for roll for attack. All right, 17 to hit. 17 does hit. All right. And that is 13 uh, magical damage. Okay. And with my second attack, uh, 17 as well. That will hit. And five uh, non-magical damage. Five non-magical. Alrighty. And, uh, did I lose concentration when I was attacked? 
Uh, you would have to roll the check for that. It's typically the damage, the total damage dealt plus five is your DC. Okay, so I need to get uh, 15. 15 or better. You need to beat 15 on the dice. Yep, I did not get that. All right, so you lose your spell. Yep, all right. That's it. Alrighty. Pearl, you're up. towards this vampire friend of mine. Alrighty. First one's an 18 to hit. 18 will hit. Roll damage. Okay. And that is 9 damage. Ready? Damage is 15 to hit. 15 just hits. Roll damage. 11 damage. One more. Uh, 19 to hit. 19 will hit. Roll damage. Nine damage. Nine damage. This one is bloodied and hurting and not having a very good day. Direwolf, which will again try to bite at roll. Why does this dog not like me very much? I have not touched it. <laughs> A 21 to hit. That hits. Alrighty. That is... Nine points of piercing damage, and I need you to make a strength saving throw. Okay. That, that, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Strength saving throw. <laughs> What'd you get? I got an 11. 11. Uh, that does not make the save. You are knocked prone by the dire wolf. I have to remember to do the inspirations before. Because you have to do the inspirations before, right? Do you want to add it to this? I thought about it, but I don't know if it's Go for it. Roll your d4. Okay. Because I don't know what the thing is. Give me a try. Yeah, I just added a one to it, so I got a 12. <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't enough. Nope. <laughs> I tried. Each inspiration <laughs> is, it was worth the effort. It was worth the effort. Yeah, cats versus dogs. All right, yep, cats and dogs. Did you talk it all? Jinxie, you're up. What would you like to do? Oh, man. This dog has got to go. So, yep, swing it at the puppy. Swing at the puppy, okay. Booming blade, sneak attack, all that. Come on. 22 to hit. That will hit. Roll damage. Yay! I couldn't resist you, Marnie. Alright, that would be 36 points of damage. Ooh, another one hit kill on the dire Ha ha ha! Thank you! Alrighty. Yeah. Then I will use my offhand okay. to swing at the vampire spawn in front of me. Alrighty. 
That will be a 18 to hit. 18 will hit. Roll damage. That will be seven points of damage. Magical or non-magical? Uh, it was silver. That's about it. Nope, doesn't have a, doesn't have a vulnerability to silver, so. Okay. Not um, magical. Not magical. All right. And then, since I have mobile, and I swung at that one, I am going to use my movement to go around to the other side of Pearl to help her with her. All right. What's the mobile branch you? Mobile. When you make a melee attack against a creature, you don't provoke opportunity attacks from that creature for the rest of the turn, whether you hit or not. That play. That will be my turn. Alrighty, let's up to spawn. itself up around to next to you and, per you and Pearl and it will swipe at you with its claws again. First attack is an 18 to hit. That hits. Second attack is a nat 1. So as it sweeps with you with its claws or seven points of slashing it trips and falls and knocks itself prone oh i forgot to say uncanny dodge okay uncanny dodge all so right half of seven round down gotcha. i'll get this guys i promise <laughs> oh you're good you're good <laughs> one of the good rules of thumb is whenever you're doing whenever it's like you take half it's always half that value round down very oh. rarely or in only very few specific situations is it half round down. As a general thumb, half round down. Gotcha. Thanks. You're welcome. Just that First hit. Is a 22 to hit? It hits. Second hit is an 18 to hit. That hits as well. All right. First damage is eight points of slashing. Second damage is 11 points of slashing. I felt that one. I understand. Correspondent's been fighting with Pearl. And since it didn't take any iridium or holy water on that last one, it regenerates a tiny bit. And uh, it will. It will attack Pearl. As you are prone, it gets advantage on the attack. First hit, first hit is a 16. That does not hit. 
second one is a 12. That definitely does not hit. <laughs> Even on the ground, I just roll around. <laughs> Montelio, you're up. Pearl, you're on deck. All right, I am... Uh, I'm going to try and... Uh, I'm going to cast uh, Zephyr Strike again. Okay. All right. And uh, and then I will attack with my longsword. Okay. And that is a 18. 18 will hit. Okay. And... Fifteen points of damage. Cool. And I will do my second attack. Okay. And that's a twenty, a dirty twenty to hit. Nice. Full damage. And that is uh, eight damage. All right. And uh, before I end my turn. I am going to move my full movement plus. Let's see here. How do I? Let's see. I'll just do this. So let's see. I want to move over here. That was 40 feet of movement? Yeah. So that's uh, you have 40 foot of movement? I have 30. I'm sorry. You might cut out. I can't hear it. I have 30 plus the uh, benefit of Zephyr Strike. Okay. Um, does the Zephyr Strike... Uh, it, does not in, it does not incur an opportunity attack. Yeah. There you go. Alrighty. Bounce yourself out of range. is Pearl. What would you like? Uh, if you want to stand up, it's half your movement to stand up. Yes, yes I definitely want to stand up. <laughs> Alright, so you stand. Yeah. Um, I, I do have a question, though. Go for it. I'm not used to being this high. Uh, I have, it says that I have two actions, because I'm a higher level. But I also have a feature lower down that says that if I make a melee attack, I also can attack again. There's so many things. Yes, sir. So you basically you have two attacks per action. Okay. If you're doing melee attacks. So is that the same things or is that something else? As long as it's melee. It means if you're doing like striking with the staff and then coming around with fury of fury of blows, whatever one you would whatever one you would normally spend one attack action doing, you can now do twice. You can now do two of those and then have your bonus action and movement. If you want to do, if you do something other than melee, then that might not allow you your second attack strike. Is that, yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. Is because you know how like some some classes get a second attack that sits up on top of second action. So I didn't know if I did like two actions, then the extra attack, then the bonus attack, or how that works. I didn't know. Yeah, it's typically you get the double action, which means you make two attacks and then kind of go. From there. So it would be, would be four unarmored or four 
melee attacks then together. Understanding that correct? If you spend a key point for the Fury of Blows, then that would give you three total melee attacks. Plus the extra action. Okay. That's included. Yeah, that's including the action. As I understand. I could do. I could do three. Because I could flurry. Flurry blows gives me because uh, it goes uh, before. Before I had the extra action, it was the action of attack, then bonus action attack, then or, or actually technically it was flurry of blows, which allows me to do two on my bonus. Now that I have an extra action, that would be four there if I did for a book. But then I have a new feature that gives me um, extra. attack you attack twice instead of once whenever you take an action an attack action your turn yeah that's the extra attack so you can attack you can two it. attacks and then if a single attack allows you to do uh, where was it for the single attack allows you to do, you can do the unarmed strike as a bonus attack twice instead of yes that's the extra attack an action when you take an attack okay. action so then, you can spend so, a key so point is that, yeah. so okay that, is that, so, is that yeah if you were like if you make an attack action and then you spend a key point for fury of blows that's three hits uh -huh. then you can do it again for another three hits oh oh what did you Six altogether? Man! Of course, of course, the flurry blows would be better. So it'd be four normally without the flurry of blows and six with the flurry of blows. Where are you getting the four? That's what I'm. That, okay, so if I do this one, or at least I'm understanding, because you said that uh, if it's flurry of blows, it's three plus three, right? Fury of blows gives you two unarmed strikes if you spend a key point. Uh, when you make an attack, when you make an attack action. If you don't use flurry of blows, then it'd be action and bonus action for two. And then if, if I did uh, this thing, the extra attack, would that be two more, or would that be one more? That'd be one more. Attack, attack, bonus. Action, action, bonus. Thank you. <laughs> John, I'm dead on you. Thank you. So it's three without the flurry blows, six with, with it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, if you spend the key points, you get two okay. unarmed strikes per attack. So... <laughs> That, that if you read it, that's what it says. When okay. you make an attack action and you spend a key, you can make two hits for, instead of one. 
Right. Okay. So, with with fear, if with the two attack actions, you spend two key points. You now have four four unarmed strikes you can make. The four unarmed strikes you can make, and then you have your bonus action. That making sense? I think so. Just starting to okay. We'll let we'll run we'll run it with that. You have to remember that if you're going to do Fury of Blows, you have to keep track of your key points. Yes, and I did already do that with the first one. Okay. So. How many key points do you have left? I have nine left. Okay. So they have ten altogether. All right. So if you were going to attack the vampire that you've been attacking, you do one action. If you make attack action, spend a key point, you get two hits. Do it again. Another two key. Another key point. Two more hits. And then you have your bonus action. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So that would take two key points, and that would be six hits. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take off the key points before I forget. <laughs> and, and then I'm going to do that. All right. Okay, so that's six attacks altogether. So no, that's... All together. All together with your... If you use the bonus, then yes. Six all the... If you can spend Fury of Blows as a bonus action as well, then yes. Six, six attack rolls. First one is a twenty-one to hit. That hits. And that's a that's eleven damage. All uh, right. Uh, there it goes. Okay. Second one is an eighteen to hit. That hits. And that's six damage. All right. Next one is a 23 to hit. That hits. And that's eight damage. And that vampire spawn is done. So I'll turn to the other one and finish. And the next one is uh, 19 to hit. All right. Keep in mind, because it's still prone, you get advantage on the strikes. Oh, okay. So I'll roll again for fit. No, it didn't help. <laughs> All right. So 19 to hit. That hits. What's the damage? Uh, that's 11 damage. And and the next one is... Uh, and it's prone, so I'm going to do it again. So 19 hit that one. All right. What's the damage? That is uh, six damage. And then one last one, which is also advantage. And that's a 27 to hit. All right. What's the For damage? Nine damage. That's fun. <laughs> Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> I mean, I used key points, but that was fun. Yep, used uh, used quite a few key points on that on that one. Keep in mind. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I'm not going to do it again anytime soon. But yes, that was fun. <laughs> Alrighty. Next up is Jinxie. All right. Let's see here. All right, that vampire spawned right beside me. We are going to boom and blame, sneak attack, and all that other good stuff. Do it. And remember, you have advantage on the attack roll because it's prone. Ooh. That was a 27 or a 27. It's most impressive. That will definitely hit. Roll up your damage. Uh, 
would be 34 points of damage. Ouch. All magical? All magical in that one. And then I will swing with my offhand. Alrighty. That is an 18 to hit. 18 will hit. Roll damage. For five points of damage. Five points. Magical or non-magical? Non-magical. Alrighty. This didn't help it much. It stands up and 50-50, so it's going to attack Jinxie. Two claw attacks. First one is a 24 to hit. Candy dodge. <laughs> Second one <laughs> is a 14 to hit. Alrighty, so damage for the one strike is eight points of slashing. So with your uncanny dodge, it makes it four. Montolio and spend a dash heck, spend its action to dash to get up onto Montolio here at the top of the order before we do anything else a bone rattling hum pierces the courtyard and the ground beneath your feet shakes until the stones topple from the battlements of Castle Ravenloft the look behind you reveals that the castle itself is rising up from its foundation. It soars into the air, hangs for a moment, and then is surrounded by a swirling silvery vortex as it rockets at impossible speed to the sky. A mere moment later, you burst through what can only be the veil of the plains as you begin tearing through a silver sea of stars. Jinxie, uh, you realize that this uh, this is what's considered realm space. Where you travel between worlds and realms. Uh, if you're from mental image, I think you're pretty much traveling through hyperspace at some unknown destination. Hey, we're in space, guys. Oh, pretty. us up to Montolio. It's your turn. What would you wish to do? Let me see. I, um, I'm just going to keep swinging at this guy. Okay. Go for it. Does a what hit? 17. 17 does hit. 
damage. Alright. That's uh, 10 damage for the first strike. Alrighty, 10 damage. And uh, a nat 20. Oh. Nice. So it's um, it's a d6, so it's... Uh, 6 plus whatever you roll plus any of this. It's not going to be impressive with my... Uh, so that is uh, 14, yeah, just 14 uh, non-magical damage. Every hit point counts. Definitely not looking too good. Um, yeah, that'll uh, that'll be it for this turn. Alrighty. Earl, you're up. Alrighty. That one's uh, looking pretty rough. Yay. Yeah. Is a 12 to hit? 12 does not hit. Okay. 16 to hit? 16 will hit. Roll damage. What was that? Alright, 20 to hit. That's will, that will hit. Natural or dirty? Uh, dirty, sorry. Okay. Dirty. Uh, and that's uh, seven. Seven? Alrighty. That's a wild move. It's still standing. It's looking very rough, though. Uh, Jinxie, you're up. And Jinxie, you get inspiration. Hey, thank you. All right, let's. All right. Yep, same stuff. Demi blade, sneak attack. All right. All that. Go for it. Uh, uh, I'm gonna have to use ins that inspiration. All right. In that one. Can I use it on in that one? <laughs> Keep you from fall from uh, dropping your weapon. That would be amazing. I will do it. Okay. Roll your D4. There was a two. Oh, so no, you don't drop your weapon. You maintain your grip, and it, uh, you don't you don't you don't actually connect. That's all right. Okay. Swing with off hand. Offhand was 22. Right. So. Four. 14 points of damage. 14 points of damage. Non magical or magical? Non magical. Alright. Okay. And boom. Let's see here. That'll be enough to take that one out of the game. 
Ooh. All right, okay. then I'm going to use the, my movement. Okay. Get up here. Okie dokie. And that's my turn. All right. Yeah. Uh, vampire spawn. And it goes to attack on the first attack and gets the nat one that was purchased. So it will knock itself prone and it will try to still attack, but the second attack will be at disadvantage. Yep. That is no attacks uh, score any hits, so. Brings back to the top of the order with Montilio. Creature is on the ground. It's muted. All right, so longsword again. All righty. Yep, you do have advantage because it's prone. Uh, 18 or 15 to hit. 15 just hits. Roll damage. So... That's 11 points of damage. Alrighty. Uh, and that's damage. Yep. And uh, the second attack is an 18 to hit. 18 will hit, roll damage. And that is uh, nine damage. Alrighty. Go there. This, this guy's resilient. <laughs> Very. Vampire spawn can be quite resilient. All right. Pearl, you're up. Okay, I'm going to move over to uh, Captain. Okay. I don't know if you can do it. No, typically, unless you have the provision to do it. So. Uh, I rolled it ahead. I have an 18 to hit, a 19 to hit, and a 28 to hit. All three hit. What's the total damage? Total damage is... I didn't expect you to say total. <laughs> I have them all out, but I don't have them added up. <laughs> That's, uh, not, I, I'm not good at doing it in my head. I have to write it out. All right, reason. read them off to me. First one. Nine damage. Second one. Nine. 18. Third. Uh, six. 24. Yes. We can do smaller ones, but not when it gets that high up for some reason. Fair. All right. Uh, it's still stay. It's still there, but it's uh <laughs> not doing so hot. Jinxie, you're up. Yep. Boomy blade sneak attack. Twenty-seven to hit. That will hit. What's the damage? Thirty points of damage. Ouch. Head. Woo! Yay, that booming is nice. Completely dead. I mean you like how do you how how do you want to describe killing this? Because this was just like almost double what it, what little hit points it had left. Oh man. <laughs> so I come up and 
do a little twirl and just slice it straight down the middle and it melts like butter. All right. <laughs> it turns to, then just turns to smoke and dust. <laughs> All righty. Not bad. I, I, I reach up to do high fives for everyone. <laughs> All righty. So. Have the, cre the creatures have all been dealt with. Now, what would you all like to do? Uh, is anyone, is anyone hurt? Hurt badly? Um, I got back up some damage. Volume's kind of low. A little bit. Yeah, your volume's really low. I can't really hear you. What about now? Getting there. A little bit better. good okay feeling good feeling great that's always good all right i i say uh let's venture into the uh to the castle We came to go into the castle. We might as well go in the castle, right? Pretty much. Yeah. And I'll, I'll make sure my owl comes with me. And I eat him. gets a little jealous so can she cast find familiar and get her own out uh, if you want to spend the time to do that yeah i, I do can i guys do you mind I like yay how long does it take to cast that Okay. <laughs> yeah, an hour is not good for right yep. now. Nope, I'm good. Okay, pick up my quarter guys. before we leave. <laughs> you have, you, the, the castle is hurtling through space. You're not sure where. You're not sure how long. So you feel, you have the, you, you feel like there is a, there is a clock running, and you need to, you need to defeat Strahd before the castle gets to wherever it's it's heading to. All right, guys, uh, I've got this kind of handy sword that'll help us uh, be aware if there's any danger. 
so perhaps uh, I should uh, take the lead. Okay, if you want to. Ready? I was like, sure. Oh, and if we need to be sneaky, sneak. I had, I, I can do pass without a trace. Yeah, I'm just going to hop in a conga line behind All right. him. So where where are we doing? Are we going? Where where? How are we proceeding? I'm right behind. I'm right behind. See the ornate doors that lead into the castle, and of course the courtyard exp extends around the castle. Where did my colleague go? I went to the left on the screen. Or is it is the door is the door this way, Scoob? To the right. Yeah. The door is right here. Here are the doors that lead into the castle. Go ahead, Montoya. You said you wanted to go first. Alrighty. The ornate outer doors of the castles hang open, flanked by fluttering torches and iron sconces. Twenty feet inside the castle is a set of second doors. Uh, the door; those doors swing open, revealing a grand hall filled with the sound of organ music. A set of double doors to the west appears to be, or to lead to, um, the west is leading back out. Overhead, vaulted entry four statues of dragons glare out, glare down at you. Their eyes are, their eyes were flickering, and then here in the next room. Cobwebs stretch between columns that support the vaulted ceiling of a great dusty hall, dimly lit by sputtering torches and iron sconces. The torches cast odd shadows across the faces of eight stone gargoyles, squatting motionlessly on the rim of the domed ceiling. Cracked and faded ceiling frescoes are covered with by decay. Double doors of bronze stand close to the east. To the north, a wide staircase climbs into darkness. A lit hallway to the south contains another set of bronze doors, through which you hear the sound of majestic organ tone. Mm. Well, from what I, I gather, we should expect that uh, one of the, the things we are to find is going to be up in the high, highest part of the, the towers. Yeah, it said, it said really high and the stones were going to move. Mm-hmm. So let's go upstairs. Okay. All right. I, I just want to say when I start up the steps, I get over to the little rally and I slide back down and just go wee and then climb back up with them. <laughs> go ahead and give me a uh, ac an, a an acrobatics check. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna watch her do it first then. <laughs> Uh, Pro might still do it in there, though. As a 12. Not quite enough. <laughs> you kind of slide down, you kind of lose your grip and just kind of <laughs> fall off. Aww. And then I, I try, just I try. Perhaps we should keep going. We're getting there. <laughs> Give us a second. Go, oh, Pearl. That was it. <laughs> That's a 21 acrobatics. 
and then I run back up really fast. We're right behind you. Let's go. Why are you waiting around for it? Uh, Montoya, <laughs> roll a d20 and tell me the result. Uh, that is a four. All right. As you're uh, progressing up this grand staircase, you see a vial uh, on the edge of one of the stairs. And you go to pick it up. And it uh, looks somewhat familiar. Uh, it's a sticky black, uh, thick uh, fluid in the container. Um, it is uh, oil of slipperiness. Uh, and he, um, the oil cover a medium or small creature along with the equipment it's wearing and carrying. Uh, anything for uh, you need another vial for immediate for above. The oil takes ten. The in applying it takes ten minutes. The affected creature gains the effect of freedom of movement for eight hours. Alternatively, the oil can be poured on the ground as an action, and it covers a ten foot square. Depict duplicating the effect of the grease spell for the next eight hours. All right. So, thank the tricksters. Yes. <laughs> it'll be in the it'll be in the in the in the highlights of how we defeated Strahd. So, I will, I'm sure it will be. <laughs> All righty. Uh the grand this massive stairs rise to a landing 20 feet wide and 40 feet long. Stone arches support a ceiling covered in f with frescoes. 20 feet overhead, the frescoes depict armored knights on horseback, their fine features faded beyond recognition. Dust floats in the air at the end of the south wall. A staircase rises into darkness. Between the staircases are two twin alcoves, each one containing a standing suit of armor covered in thick dark, with dark stains. Each suit of armor clutches a mace. The business end of the mace uh -oh, is shaped like a dragon's head. Words engraved above the arch, arches above the suits have been scratched out. Don't mess with the armor. Let's go up the stairs. Which stairs do we go? Oh, left or right? Let's take these to the right here. Yeah. Does it go all the way up? Okay, there you go. So this this staircase uh, goes up. Is that right? Yep. I'm uh, getting you to where your start where that is in just a moment. seeing the potion he got be like can we put that on the ramp back there or on the handrail you know we can go faster <laughs> oh that would be fun we should do that later yeah yeah, yeah. yes <sighs> just stands there lets out a sigh shaking his head 
Uh, dim light from the courtyard falls into this great hall through broken glass and iron lattice work. A large window in the west wall. This immense room is a place of chilly, brooding darkness. Empty iron sconces dot the walls. Hundreds of dust-laden cobwebs drape the hall, hiding the ceiling from view. Directly across from the window stand a set of double doors on the in the east wall. Further south, a single door also leads uh, from the east wall. The staircase at both ends lead back down. The far southern end of the hall is a large wooden throne set atop a marble dais. A high back throne faces south away from most of the room. Hmm. All right. Well, I think that maybe we should go down this to the, the single door. There's probably some storage maybe used in that area. Okay. Yeah. You agree, Jinxie? Sure. Why do we always have to do what you want to do? Why can't we go through the double doors? I'm just kidding. I'm really playing. <laughs> as long as we get to go to all of them, I don't care. I like to explore. Hurry up. Open the door. Open the Dusty scrolls and tomes lie on the walls of this room. More scrolls and books lie scattered on the floor. Around four heavy wooden chests fitted with sturdy iron locks. The only unobstructed floor space is directly in front of the doors on the east and west walls. In the center is this cluttered stands a grand black desk. A figure crouches atop a tall stool, scratching on seemingly endless scroll of paper with a dry quill pen. Nearby, tussled rope hangs from a hole in the ceiling. See a figure just sitting there. There's a rope hanging from the ceiling? Oh, no. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tasseled rope. <gasps> it's, got tassels. Yes. Yes. it's got tassels. It's got tassels. All right. Yep. I think <laughs> I'm over at the rope. So does the guy on the other side of the table notice us? Um, yeah, he stops scratching with his quill and kind of looks up at you. <laughs> he he's just he, he at first is just the sight of two tabaxis playing with a rope. Um. And he's uh, fairly uh, disconcerted with that. Um, but uh, he then continues to go back to work scratching at the uh, paper. Uh, can I tell what uh, what sort of uh, paper or what, what he's doing? If he kind of looks the part of either a accountant or a merchant or something like that? Uh, he, he looks like he's probably an accountant of some type or some kind of record keeper. Hmm. As he's uh, jotting notes down. As Very haggard. You also notice that he's kind of chained to the table. Oh. So he can't go anywhere. As we're playing with the rope, can I just like look over and be like, does it match any of the clues? And I go, whack, 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 a few more times. Maybe we should pull on it. 
Ooh, do you think it'll pull? Okay, I hope. Ready? Ready? Does it do anything? Yep. <laughs> it comes down, and then you hear a gong go off. This loud gong sound echoes through the cap, through the chamber and the halls. You had to say tassel. <laughs> I had to say tassel. And at that point, the the guy at the desk kind of freezes. And you, you, I mean, he already looks gaunt and pale and kind of malnourished, but it seems like whatever, what little bit of color in his face just drains at that at the sound of the gong. Ooh, sound. So at this point, I'll I'll look over to the guy and say, um, so I, I'm assuming that's calling room service. Is that is that right? Not quite. I beg you, please leave. Please leave. Oops. Um, is there a gift shop here, by chance? Okay, I'm done with the rope. I'm gonna go. It, there's a door right here, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to follow. Oh, there's a door there too. Yay! There's a door. Right. On, there's a door you walked in, and there's a door yeah, you go. Yeah. What about the other two doors? Oh, we go there's back. Stairs in here. Okay. Yeah, there uh, are stairs that lead up and stairs that lead down. Stairs in here. There's stairs in here. All right, we'll, we'll let you get back to work. So just apparently there. Bye. <laughs> Glittering torches and iron sconces illuminate the spiral staircase. Chill wind rushes down the circling stairway, seeming to kill the very heat from the torches. It can go up or it can go down. Up, 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 up. We are going up. A better staircase for sliding, maybe. Later. Wait. Ooh, is there really? Okay, we're moving up. Moving on up. So, you guys find yourself uh, coming up the stairway. You see a door uh, at, on the landing. Should we, well, you know, we know we need to go really high, right? Right, so should we keep going up? Maybe. No, maybe, maybe we should explore this area some more before we're heading up. There's got to be a gift shop somewhere. Okay. I only remember one of the clues, and it was high and and stones coming to life. So that's where I'm heading. Yay! Alrighty. Our intrepid explorers continue to go up. 
up we go. <laughs> to a dark landing 10 feet wide and 20 feet long cold draft of wind rushes down the spiral staircase on the north end of the east wall and whistles mournfully through the room before streaming down the stairs to the south an ornate square rug covers the floor to the south set into the wall west wall is an iron bound wooden door uh, hanging on the north wall above a Hanging above, there's a trap door you see set in the floor. Hanging above the trap door is a wooden is a framed portrait of a handsome, well-dressed man with a serene, penetrating gaze. Ooh, look, stairs. But there's other stuff too, and he wants a gift shop. Oh, all right. I thought we were going to do something besides what he wanted to do. We kind of have. Okay. This time, I hop in line. Follow the leader. Let's go. All right. So, um, the, the trap door is right in front of the portrait. Yep. Uh, can we get to this door um, to the west without stepping over this trap door? Can you get to the door? Can you get to the doorway or go up the stairs without? Stepping on the trap door. Can we get to the doorway? Yeah, you can go to the doorway. All right. So I'm gonna go in here and look around. Ooh, me too. All right. So you come in. Thunder shakes the. The tower heavy beams groan under the weight of the ceiling. Three ornate lanterns hang in by, hanging hang by chains from three beams, each casting a dim glow. Carved west wall is fitted with three windows of leading leaded glass and steel latticework. A bookcase sits on the east wall between two doors. Posh and overstuffed chairs and couches are placed about the room.
The fabric has faded with age and the patterns it depicts are nearly gone. Lounging in one chair is a handsome young man whose attire, while elegant, is worn and faded. Good evening. We're looking for things. What would you be looking for? Shiny things? Yeah! Look! Okay. And who might you be? Uh, he says his name is Esker. At your service. What, uh, what are you doing here? This is my home. Hmm. For me and my brides. What, what are you doing here? You and your brides? Yes. Doesn't seem very homey in place. Seems perfectly fine. Hmm. So you stay here with uh, Strahd. He's the lord of this castle and of these lands. Hmm. You like him? He's the lord of these lands. Who's not to like? He's got power. He's got money. What's not to like? Does he have ribbons? Plenty of those things. I like his stairs. Okay. Is there a gift shop somewhere? Gift shop? You know, a place where merchants hang around. Mm, probably in the lower levels where the servant quarters are. I don't want to go up. Else to go, but if that's your if that is your intent where could i living stones up there where where could i go that going up there it's so high that i get dizzy mm, he's not far from it just uh go out and take the uh take that next set of stairs that lead up yay i'm going the right way let's go uh one, one, one more thing Hmm. Why? There's something, something strange about the floor out there. What's up with that? What do you mean? There's a door. Yeah, it's you know, it's an old castle. There, there are doors and passages all over the place. What's that one go to? You have to find out. I thought you were nice. When you, why, why don't you just tell us? I don't have to tell you anything. Curious. I thought you were. Well, nice. If you're so if you're so curious, young cat, why don't you go indulge your curiosity and go find out? Maybe. Hmm. Oh, I can't hear you. <laughs> your mic kind of cut out. I said it, it seems I've heard a proverb something along these lines, and it didn't really work out. So uh, maybe we shouldn't do that. But, Perhaps uh, not. Ever look in the door? Yeah, I go through it all the time. 
do I do I notice anything funny around his mouth region, pointy teeth, you know, no. anything like that? He seems to be a very pleasant individual. A little pale, but very pleasant individual. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to try to cast my hand my mage hand ledger main. Okay. And let it go outside and open the trap door. Okay, it goes and it opens the trap door. And then I'm going to take a couple of ball bearings and throw it down the trap door and see if I hear anything. Ooh, that would be... And listen. Um, you uh, open that trap door and you drop your ball bearings and you listen. Listen. And listen. We don't want to go down there, guys. <laughs> After a little while, you hear an echo of a bing, bing, bing. That's and a long hole. I don't want to go down the hole. I want to go up. Let's go up. Yay! Gee, right. close the door so we don't fall down the hole. Use the hand. Doop. <laughs> All right. Oh, I know what it Uh, this is, uh, we're going to take a quick, uh, five minute break because we've already been running for over 90 minutes and want to, we typically take a break. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll see where this journey goes next. <laughs> so, uh, everybody hanging out so far in chat. Thank you much. And we will see you in just a few minutes and we're back. Alrighty, so you guys, uh, I uh, saw there was a question that came in from Zipf. Uh, the question, the clues for uh, searching through Ravenloft, searching through the castle, have been posted in the chat to help to try and decipher the riddle. Um, try and have the party decipher the riddle. So if you've got a really good idea, let's, you know, see how we do. All right. Uh, you guys had decided to move up the next staircase, which will take you. Another landing. Low ceiling of this. There was a room description there for a moment. <laughs> All right, so you come up to a landing, you see a couple of, you see a door that leads into another room. And the stairs that continue to go up. Yeah. 
Uh, you guys, you want to uh, stop in and see if there's a gift shop here? Sure. I walk on in. A uh, low ceiling of this 20 foot square room presses down on you. Torn and broken couches lie in heaps, haphazardly strewn about. Deep claw marks cover the hardwood furniture, and a once lush upholstery has been sliced to shreds. From the dark shadows amid the rubble, three pairs of green eyes stare back at you. Maybe not in here. Yeah, um, I don't like it here. Yeah. And, and then you hear... No. <gasps> I go look for the key. You find three black cats. Oh. And a door that leads to another room. Kitty, kitty, kitties! I pick one of them up. Again? I pick one of them up. Uh, give me an animal handling check. Oh, I want to pick one up, too. Give me an animal <laughs> handling check. I will not be picking up a black cat. That's fine. I got a 16. Okay. I got an 18. All right, you picked them up, and at first they're kind of that, why are you touching me? And then, and then they start to calm and... After a little bit of stroking, you start to hear that you start to hear that telltale purring sound that they it. make. <laughs> Yay! I go get the other one. You do what? I go get the other one because you said there's three of them, right? There are three. Jinxie picked up one. You picked up one. And you're going to go try and pick up a third. The third yep. one. Yep. Roll me another animal handling. That's a twenty-three. 23? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, it just kind of hops up, and, and so you've got a cat in each arm, or one on your shoulder, however however it is, you're just playing with these cats. Antonio, they're distracted again. What are you going to do? I am walking down towards the southern end of the room to see if there's anything else in the room before I venture to the southern room. Uh, nothing else in there, based on the description I gave you. There's that door that opens up into another room. I will try to get their attention and say, hey, come on, guys. Uh, you can take the cats with you if you want, but I think you better leave them here. Uh, let's, nope. uh, let's keep going. Taking the cat with me. He's sitting on my shoulder, kind of wrapped around my neck. I didn't figure I had a choice well, in the matter this, anyway. Well, this time. And, and my owl fly instead. And here right. we go. So I'm going into the next room. All right. Uh... Heavy beams support the ceiling of this large room, the outer wall of which curves to follow the shape of the tower. Dim light filters into the room through the steel lattice squares of two lead leaded glass windows. Several tables stand throughout the room, weighed down by sacks of glass jars and bottles. All of them are bearing labels. I'd like to read labels. I have Newt, Wing of Bat, Hair of Goat, Tongue of Frog. Okay. Are you sure you want to hold one of the kitties and hold, hold one of them out to him? Look, there's three of them just for us. There's three of us, there's three kitties. Perfect. Yes, yes. Uh, I suppose the math does add up, but uh, let's, let's keep moving. 
desire to go into this other door to the north. I will follow. Move into the next room. Mm-hmm. I don't like this room. <laughs> Green glowing wisps of steam bubble from the from a fat black cauldron in the center of this dark oppressive room. Okay. Um, I, I am adding things together. There's the cats, and then there's the ingredients, and here's where it all comes together. So uh, let's, let's just go on back to the stairs and get up. I don't want to find the witch. Yes, uh-uh. let's get out of here. So Montalio just continues to walk all the way back around, avoiding the uh, little cat landmines, and uh, uh, heading up the stairway with the others hopefully falling behind. Alrighty. Are you sure you don't want to hold a kitty? I hold it out again. No, no I'm good. You should really hold a kitty. Yeah. Um, Can I do an intimidation check? Uh, do you want to intimidate or do you want to persuade? Intimidate. Alright. <laughs> Go ahead and roll an intimidate. Um... And uh, uh, Montilio, go ahead and give me uh, an opposing charisma. All right. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What is it? And that one. Woo, because I got two. (laughs) Hold the kitty. What's your charisma modifier? It's a plus one. So it's two and two. <laughs> she 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 intimidates you into holding a cat. Hold the kitty. Yes. Pet him and love him. <laughs> and call him George. <laughs> uh, can I can I put the cat down now? No, carry him on your shoulder. Yep. Let's yep, go. I'm All right. So, uh, yeah, so Montalio with a cat on his shoulder uh, continues up the stairway. Yep, I follow. Do I need to do an animal handling check? Uh, yes. (laughs) Uh, That is a 14. Um, as you go up, the cat kind of starts to bite you and and, and and at one point kind of bats at you trying to give you that indication that it wants to be let go. You the let cat it go? wants what it wants. Okay, so you, you let it come down, it hops down, kind of starts to, you know, do what cats do and just trots that back down the stairs. Aww. And then uh, there were two. Pearl and Jinxie, I need you guys to make animal handling checks to see if your cats want to go back down to their room as you, uh, Find yourselves coming up to the tower roof. That's a 22. I only got 13. <laughs> Jinxie's cat kind of sits there and does and, 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 and fights to be let go. I let it go. So it hops tear. down and it starts to go. Pearl's, Pearl, the cat that Pearl picked up is just kind of doing the purr thing. Just, you know, just, just fine kind of looking about uh, as you come up on a 60 foot diameter roof rimmed with battlements 
slender stone bridge with no railing spans the gap between this tower and a slightly taller tower to the north. To the east of the high tower of Ravenloft uh, thrust skyward with no apparent opening at this level. Uh, you still see cloud. You still see little wisps of clouds, but there's still those stars that are just whooshing by, whooshing by as you guys still seem to be traveling. Do we see it? going down the tunnel? So yeah, we're trying to find. We're trying to find the alive stones. Okay. Right. So I uh, I head towards the the, the uh, hallway there. This doesn't look like a stone. Um, That's you, a lot uh, of red. You step in, you see this red glow uh, kind of emit uh, from the room. As you step onto the landing, you see a you look up a little bit and you see a crystalline, what appears to be a heart, um, pulsing red glow. It's, get up there. The heart seems to be kind of eating regular rhythm of red light and appears to be made out of crystal on the stairs. This large spiral, this large stairwell with the opening that you can look down and it goes a pretty good way down and it also continues to go up i wonder if that's alive it looks kind of alive is it crystal considered a rock i think it is let's go what should we do with it i i don't think we should get near it uh but there are stairs that continue to go up maybe we should keep going up but 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 the riddle said that to, to find it where there's something alive. That looks alive. Yeah, it's floating kind of suspended in the center up a bit, up a ways. There's no... And it's a uh, fairly big. Mm -hmm. Let's go up the stairs. Okay. branches of the because it looks like it's like sticking out right was close to the edge of the stairs of the door can i like bat at the edge of it or is it too far away what are you trying to do are any of the like crystally little outshoots of this this uh hardy thingy because i see some of them are kind of sticking out further are any of them close enough to the stairwell as we're going around that you could actually touch them uh no you know they're they're a little out of way out of way As we go, I guess. Yay! All right. So as you guys uh, come up the stairs, you 
The stairs leading up the tower end in a room eerily lit with dozens of colorful pulsing lights. In the middle of the room is a high-backed throne of black onyx, upon which sits Strahd von Zorovich himself. His eyes are closed in concentration, but they snap open as soon as he senses your presence. Your disturbance is unfathomably crass, says in a little growl. I trust I can make no appeal to your sense of honor for what would honorless wretches know of true immortal love. You're in you also see a wooden ladder that uh, leads to a trap door in the ceiling. Ceiling here is nine feet high, um, with the uh, throne kind of sitting in the center. I didn't know you were in love. So <clears throat> I just move around to where I get a better view uh, of Strahd. Uh, don't mind us. We're just uh, looking for the gift shop. Yeah, gift shop. And, and something about alive stones, yeah. I trust okay. you'll find your way out. Okay. I'll start walking down the stairs. I, I look back to uh, Pearl as it's like, you know, like, we found him. Yeah, but don't we have to have the other things to beat him? What? You want to crawl through the trap door? Yeah. Uh, you crawl through the trap door and open it and look up and it's the roof of this tower. You are at the highest point of Castle Ravenloft. You see the stars about and the they were going at streaks every time you pass them but now they seem to have slowed into kind of a stationary spot and as you look out from your vantage point you see a glo uh, uh, an orb that appears to be some type of planet and the ca and it's growing larger as the uh, castle drifts toward it appears to have reached its destination and is moving closer to it. Alright. Uh, so I... And I can't... Can I see anything else from this vantage point of other high places in the in the castle? Uh, no, you're, you're above it. You're pretty much above, so all you see is uh, around the courtyard. You see at some point there was... Uh, just kind of see the courtyard about as it's kind of drifting as, it, as the castle starts to drift down toward the planet. Okay. All right. So I, I come back down the, the, the ladder. All right. Um, real quick, as you're at the top of the ladder coming inside, go ahead and give me a quick perception check. Uh, 17 uh you see um on the kind of the back side it was kind of blocked by the by the throne you see what looks to be a uh, sword hilt sitting on the ground in the uh, uh behind the th behind the throne that he that Strahd is sitting at 
Mm. Like immediately behind the throne where he's sitting? It's kind of tucked up under a couple of things in the back uh, uh, along the wall there. Okay. I'm going to cast my mage hand. Okay. And can it go over there and kind of... Do you tell them that you see the sword hilt? Yeah, so I, I come down and I walk back around to where the other two are at and quietly let them know what I saw. Okay, here's the plan. You distract him. I can go invisible. And then I'll go over there and get the sword. And then we'll leave. Now, when you say you distract him, are you talking to, to me or to Pearl? Either one. Okay. I think Can one of us might be a little more distracting than the other. Sure, whatever. One of you, go distracting. I'll cast invisible and I'll go get the sword. Okay, so I go out like this. Uh, I don't know which, which which direction is he facing. Like, is he facing? Like At this point, he's uh, stood up from the chair from the chair. And has his attention focused on all of you. Hi. It's like uh, I'm just going to wave at him and say, "It was nice seeing you." And I'm going to go down the stairs a little bit and cast invisible. Okay. Where I'm out of his eye. All right. And then quietly come back put, up. I'm going to try and have it. I'm going to like turn, go around so that he's facing away from the stairs. This. I'd be like, so, so who are you in love with? Because that sounds interesting. Uh, while all this is happening, I'm going to ready an action uh, to uh, attack with my longbow, assisted by a third level spell, a lightning arrow. And if uh, anyone gets caught or straw figures out, then I'm just going to attack. Oh boy, this kind of goes wrong. Um, Pearl, give me a deception. Well, it isn't actually a deception. I am really curious about who he wants to get married. That is true. All right, then. Um, <laughs> all right, so Jinxie is going to try and skirt around to get to the sword. Yay! And I'm invisible. All right. Jinxie, do a sleight of hand, see if you can move the sword without making any noise. Come on. That is a nat 20. Woo! 27. Yes! Alright. You're able to pick up the sword. Now what? I'm... Oh, now it's a floating sword. Is it not? It's a floating sword hilt. Is it just the hilt of a sword, or is it a just whole sword? Just the hilt of a sword. Just the hilt? Yep. 
Did oh, you get man. into her road into her clothes? Can it? <laughs> you can certainly try. So I'll try to hide it underneath my Okay. Thing. <laughs> and try to sneak back out behind his back while he's distracted with Pearl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and Montoya, you were doing what as a ready to action? Oh, I was ready to uh, to cast lightning So you had your bow out and drawn back. No, I didn't have it drawn back. I was I was readying the spell for that. Okay. So like if 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 he seemed to catch on, then then I would uh, cast a spell and then draw back and, and fire. Okay. So he's uh, not amused by your action so far and is waiting rather impatiently for you all to leave. So I don't get to find out who he's in love with? Okay, I'll go. Well, I actually should leave. Think you're going to leave? I, I, I thought Ari snuck behind him and was like okay. going yeah, down she's the She's sneaking behind as her and, and kind of moving around. So what do you guys do? Leave. Okay. All right. So I'll I'll just kind of back my way down, keeping my eyes on him, uh, going back down the stairs. And and as I leave, I'm like, "Oh, you didn't tell me." Okay. Then we get down there, and I'm gonna pull it out and be like, "Look, guys, I got it. Look what I got. What do I have?" I don't know. Why doesn't it have a blade? Oh no. Okay. Shooter, you told me to get this. Yeah. Here it is. Do whatever you're going to do with it. We need to find the, the, the living stone somewhere. Alright, so you guys are on the landing. What do you do next? So, um, I... Look very dejected and disappointed at what she's pointing to. And uh, I tell them what I saw from my perspective of the roof that uh, it looks like we're reaching our final destination. And if we want to stop Strahd before we get there, we're running short on time. What you want to do? Do we look for your gift shop? Or he's right I, up there? I don't know that the gift shop is, uh, is going to be as important as stopping Strahd at this point. I would like to get a nice, uh, you know, shirt maybe or, or something while I'm here. Uh, <laughs> You're, you're, you're cutting out on there. Couldn't hear the, couldn't hear much past. T yeah. wanted to get a T-shirt, maybe, a, maybe a commemorative steak or something. I, I don't know. What do you all say? Do we, do we stand here? Do we have a little bit more room? I don't know. I don't know how to beat Strahd. I thought we had to get the things. 
and I'll rummage around in my backpack and I'm going to pull out a holy symbol and some holy water. It'd be like, I got this. This is what I got. Yeah, I got I got holy water. I have three of them. See, I have them too. So we're um, we're pretty much at the highest point of the castle, right? Yes. The gold castles usually have um, four of these or more. I, I we're at the highest point. I I don't know where else to look. I know that one of the clues was uh, the uh, it was at the dizzying heights and. Uh, Maybe we go back down a level or, or two uh, and, and see if we can find something on the way back down. Like I said, there might be other there might be other places to go up. I don't know. Mm. I put my holy symbol up and my holy water up and I toss the sword hilt to shoot her over there and... <laughs> Ready right. to go. Do, do we have do we have time to find them? It looks like we were slowing down. I think we're almost to the end, and that's what concerns me. So if we go on searching, we may lose the opportunity to find Strahd, and I think he's coming down. Mm. As long yeah, as, so as, you, as you guys are talking, Strahd comes down the stairs to the landing Hi. to y'all and says, you this is an irritation I can no longer suffer I have too much to do sorry I tried to leave they, they started talking I wanted to leave yep so are we rolling an issue as I was <laughs> what are you guys doing because right now he's uh... yep you can do that we'll just roll initiative Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Woo, net twenty. Oh, an initiative. Oh, yep, oh, initiative. It's, Montelio can't be surprised, so he knows the attack's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I got a ten. <laughs> mine's a twenty-three altogether. Uh, mine's okay. a seventeen. So Jinxie got a 23, Pearl got a 10, Montelio got a 17. Rod gets Alrighty. Alrighty, Jinxie, you're up first. Oh man, I would be like, look, Mister, I, I don't want to fight you, and then kind of panic and look around the room, and we're in the room with the shiny rocks and stuff, right? The thing floating in the middle. Yep. And 
And oh, I am going to cast Sacred Flame on the glowing rock thingies. Can I do that? You certainly can. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's try that. I'm going to cast on the glowing rock thingies. Okay. Well, no, I don't think I can because it's got a deck save. Can the glowy rock things do a deck save? <laughs> Ten foot diameter crystal heart that floats near the top. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it totally, uh, they would probably fail, it would probably fail a deck save. Okay, uh, so it takes 2d8 radiant damage. Okay. Uh, 10 points of damage. All right. That, that's clever. That, that's clever. Okay. As you strike the heart, the uh, hanging along the wall are a set of halberds that all animate and start drifting off the wall and encircle you. Uh, what? Are they trying to hurt me? Or are they just encircling me? Yep, you even see Strahd snarl in anger at the attack on the, on the Crystal Heart. So the house is mad at us too? Yep. <laughs> you just pissed off the house. Congratulations. <laughs> well, guys. <laughs> what did you do? It was shiny and we're up high and I, I panicked. I don't know. <laughs> I panicked. I can't tell you anything else. <laughs> All right, Montilio, <laughs> you're up. Am I? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so, um, yeah, you did not move close to him. Good. So <clears throat> I will do my uh, lightning arrow. Okay. <clears throat> cast it at the third level. Okay. All right. And then I will use my longbow. Okay. And that is a 23 hit. 23 will hit. Okay. And so, let's see. 
not as impressive as I wanted. Uh, <laughs> so that is a total of 13 damage. 13 damage. On a 4d8 roll. How about that, right? Ouch. Wow. Um, so then um, I will uh, attack again with my longbow. Okay. And 16 to hit. 16 just hits. Roll damage. All right. And six whopping damage. All righty. I hope you felt that one. And, and that is the, my turn. And is the, the bow is non-magical, right? Uh, the bow is non-magical, yep. Okay. So as you struck with that lightning arrow because of the magic damage that goes with that, hit and then the other hit um you also can hear cracks forming on the crystalline heart that's hanging there in the center of the uh, in the center of the tower area tower there uh next up will be strahd and his halberds <laughs> okay um yep that's our okay 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 let's see how we're going to do this uh, let's see we will circle in on jinxie I can't make this stuff up. <laughs> three will each, three will circle in and around each of you. So each of you will take uh, three halberd attacks at the start. So start with Jinxie. First one is a natural 20 plus three. No. Um, no, that one thing I Evasion or something oh. else? Any what do you damage? have that'll negate the net 20? Okay, I'm lucky. Hold on. Try. Oh, I can't use that right now. Uh, shoot. Uh, 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 I'll let Kenny dodge it. Can he dodge it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, 15 points total slashing damage from the first one second one is a 5 to hit uh, misses third one is an 18 to hit uh, hits for 6 points of damage Next is Montolio with three. First one's a seven to hit. Misses. Another seven to hit. Misses. Third one is a nat 20, so 23 to hit. Yep. That's, uh, that's 12 points of slashing damage. Last up is Pearl, first one. That is a 
Dirty 20 to hit. Hits. Okay, second hit is a 17 to hit. Hits. Third one is a 14 to hit. That's a total for both hits, 11 points of slashing damage. Reaches out his hands and uh, casts Gust of Wind, uh, centered at the entrance of the walkway, blowing toward the opening in the center of the tower. Uh -oh. Need you to make a uh, strength saving throw, each of you. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's a 13. Uh, 22 for me. Nine. Okay. Um. Montolio does not get affected by that. Uh, Pearl is Pearl and Jinxie are each pushed 15 feet in the direction of the wind. The wind is blowing. That pushes Jinxie to right at the edge and pushes Pearl right off the edge. Try to reach out and grab something. Um, deck save. It's a 14. That's your uh, acrobatics. What did I click on the wrong one? No, it's just you can add your. It's your your do. It's an acrobatics. Check. It's a acrobatics check, basically. Okay. I think that's the dex the deck space one. That's a 27. That's my Yeah. <laughs> As you get, as you kind of skirt off the edge, you quickly grow and you catch the lip. So now you're dangling off the edge of the of the tower gap. That wasn't very nice. Yep. Brings us to Pearl. Who is now dangling off the edge? Um, uh, I would like to try to get up <laughs> off the edge. All right, half your movement to crawl up. Half my movement to crawl up. Okay, I'll do that. Um, All right. And then I'm going to um, use these. Uh, is it? It's dark enough in here. Like, is it dark in this room? Is it, um, is it lighter? But the red, the 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 heart is emitting a red light. 
over the major over over the majority of the area you're in. Okay. So it's probably not dim then. Not really. Correct. I mean, it, it's as close. You're close enough to the heart. It's kind of it's it's kind of bright, but there is it is somewhat dim too. You're trying to use what are you trying to do? Um, is there a way? Cause I, I I don't know exactly where I'm at on the map. But is there a way for me to um like move on the opposite side of Strahd so he can't push me in the hole again? Um, that without. Well, I mean, you could try to get on the stairs behind him. Okay. It'll cost you. Um, it'll cost you movement because the, you're as you're coming up, you're feeling this gust of wind blowing against you to try and push you off the end. Okay, still going. Um, I just don't want to push me off again, and I'd like to attack him. Um, so can I like try to work my way? You're starting to get all kind of scratchy. That again? He said, um, I, I, can I get around him um, enough so I can so I'm not getting pushed by the wind, but I can also attack him. Like can I skirt around him to attack or? I uh, you can, you can try and move move around him. There's a halberd, uh, kind of hovering in the air next to him. Would it cause opportunity attack or? Yes. Okay. Um, okay, I'm gonna swing at that halberd first. Uh, see what happens. <laughs> so I'm gonna swing with my quarter staff and try and hit it. Um, All right. Uh, you've got several. Are you gonna try? Were you gonna try and? Yeah, if you were to try and move over to Strahd, uh, just straight movement, you would have several opportunity attacks from okay. various halberds as you tried to move over there. Unless you had an ability that allowed you to do anything. Well, I do, but it's not dark enough. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I guess I would have to try and knock, knock away all the halberds if I can. I'll attack the first one that's blocking me from getting to Strahd. All right. Um, yeah, there's one right there by you, so you could try and hit that one. Let me, for the sake of easier to see. So. All right, go ahead and strike at the first one. Okay, that's a 27 to hit. That will hit. That is 10 damage. Okay. It's still going. I'm going to hit it again with the quarter sack because I can do two attacks. Okay. Um, at the 12 to hit. 12 does not hit. Okay. Uh, and then I will do um, uh, an unarmed strike at it. That okay. is a net 20 to it. Cool. All right. And that will be uh, 6 plus 6, so it'll be 12. All right. That takes it off the board. Yay, I got rid of one. And I'll move as close as I can towards towards that direction. Alright. Alright, so that brings you get to move you get to move that next square and now you have as you move over there you have two more. Oh. Uh, do you wanna keep trying to move through? 
Uh, well, that's all my attacks for, for this round unless I do flurry blows, so. Yeah, so if you want to keep trying to move, it would be opportunities from... Uh, I'll stop there. Okay. Um, yeah. um, am I on the wrong part of the map, or are we not using the map at the moment? Because all I see is the staircase where the star was at the beginning. I'm not on the I'm not on the one with the red red book. <laughs> yeah, you are. Okay. Yeah, just pan over. Just pan over. Oh, yeah, this map true. has several. Oh, there we go. Yay! I can see now. That's much better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where? Okay, I don't even know what's going on. Okay. Yep. So we got the red glow of the room and all of that. Okay. That's much better. Okay. Yep. I'm going to make sure my owl is out of attack range. And he does not get any opportunity to attack when he uh, flies by, so I'm going to just pull yeah. him out of range of being attacked. Okay. Yep. All right. That brings, us, uh, brings us to the top with Jinxie. use a bonus action to Misty Step. Okay. To the top, as I said, out to 30 feet. Okay. So I'm going up here behind Strahd. Okay. And then, that was my bonus action. For okay. my action, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt. Okay. At the heart thingy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yep, it would fail its deck save because it can't do, any, do anything like that. This one doesn't have a deck save. Okay. I have to hit, and it was 15 to hit. That just hits. Hey, hey. And this is all radiant damage. That'd okay. be 11 points of radiant. Alrighty. Looks like we have uh, an inspiration for Montilio for that he can use when he needs to. All right, Jinxie, anything else? Um, nope, that's it. All right, <laughs> Montilio, you're up. Yep, quite a few of them in this room. Alright, um, I am, do I have a clear shot on Strahd? Yeah, I mean, the floating halberd there, but it's not much of an obstruction. Okay. Um. I'm going to go ahead and use. Um, I'm going to go ahead and use my uh, lightning arrow spell again. Alrighty. All right, and then uh, attack with my longbow. Okay. And that is uh, 25 to hit. 25 will hit. Roll damage. These dice rolls today, but killing me. 
25 damage. And then with my second attack, I'm going to use my uh, longsword okay. and uh, attack the halberd that's closest to me. All right. Yeah, you got. You kind of have. You have multiple around you, but I'll go with the one that's directly in front of you. Okay. And that is a twenty, dirty twenty to hit. That will hit. Roll damage. Uh, and that is eight damage. On the uh, inspiration, you kind of add it to my damage roll. Yes, you can. All right. And that's an additional three damage, uh, 11 magic damage altogether. All right. Albert is still floating there, but it's, uh, it's definitely got some cracks along the shaft. Head to look over, uh, kind of looks at you, and you, Montello, and because uh, I think those arrows would be better put, better use pointed somewhere else. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. All right, I have advantage on that. Cool. First one's a seventeen. And the second one is a five, so I'm gonna go with the seventeen. You feel you feel the charm take effect, and at the last moment, you kind of blink it away. Right. We're going meets and beats, right? Yeah. So, all right. Save. <laughs> oh. All right. And of course, the halberds are going to make their rounds. These two will also float over to Jinxie. Three on Jinxie, three on Montolio, three on Pearl. Again, going down the initiative order, Jinxie first. First hits an 11 to hit. Miss. 16 to hit. Uh, oh, meets it, meets it. Yeah. 16 to hit, and then the last one is a 20 to hit. Yep. All right. 15 points of slashing damage total. 
Uh, oh, I forgot which medulla. Kenny and I, or not Kenny in action. The Uncanny other one. dodge. Uncanny dodge. Yeah, that right, would be the one. First one was uh, eight points of eight points. The second one was seven. So four and seven yep, is eleven. 11. All right. Now for Antonio, first one, a fourteen to hit. Misses. Next one is a sixteen to hit. That hits. Last one is a fourteen to hit. Misses. So seven points of slashing damage. All right. Next we have Pearl. First one is a critical fail. Hit. Second one is a 15 to hit. Last one is a six to hit. That definitely does not hit. Blocking him. Hitting him out of the way, right? Like, what is it? Wash on, wash off. (laughs) Close enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, Since the wind is also still going, Montolio and uh, Pearl, both of you need to make a street safe throw. pushed 15 feet and that puts you kind of in the center of the space just below below the heart and you start to fall how dark is it down there uh pretty dark the further away you get and it's about a hundred foot uh broom (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that might be a good idea. Can I throw the broom at him? <laughs> or no, I can send it. I can actually send it. Uh, yeah, your turn is next. Yeah. Okay, so, so, uh, that, I'll, I'll send the broom to him. Uh, I don't know, is it an action? Are you just basically kind of tossing it down and hoping it, you know, it actually you can actually command it to, to go so but you need command. to know where it's going yeah i'm to him to like, okay to him. so you send the broom down to him yes okay um, yeah i'm sending the broom to him um and then um i'm going to use one key point to disengage uh, as a bonus action so that i can move over like this like that like that that, that angle there Okay. Um, and then across the, like right on the edge of the wall. If I have to, I will actually run on the wall just to avoid any opportunity attacks. Um, okay. And land right there. Okay. Uh, what did the uh, sending the broom? Did that cause an action or what was that? That was an action. Okay. So I've done my bonus action. Done, so I'm done. Okay. Uh, since you got in there, Strata's going to make an unarmed strike against you. Yay. <laughs> Uh, 
That is an 18 to hit. Uh, that hits. That is five points of slashing damage. I knew there was more. <laughs> that is not. It's like that's not all there is. There's no way. That is twelve points of necrotic damage. Ow! Brings us to the top with uh, Jinxie. I haven't attacked you once, you meanie. All right, let's see here. Gotta start working on some of these halibirds, I guess. Mm. No? No, I'm not. I, <laughs> I am going to Misty Step again as okay. a bonus action. And come down here. Okay. And then as my action, I'm going to cast Booming Blade with Sneak Attack and try to hit him. Alrighty. I bet you don't have like an attack that pushes him in the hole. <laughs> yeah. That is a 26 to hit. That will hit. Full damage. That is 36 points of magic damage. Alrighty. End of your turn? Uh, yes, sorry. Alright. He will then use one of his legendary actions. Move. Move to the other side. Here, you meanie. Moves over to this side, okay. Uh, Montilio, you see the broom come down and you grab it and it starts to lift you back up to the edge so as it returns to Pearl. Brings you up right on this side. I believe you're on mute. All right, sweet, good deal. So I, so I still have my full full turn. Yeah, it 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 blew you up. So the broom brought you up. So you're there. Um, all right so um i will um as i land uh very stylishly i will uh you should stay on it <laughs> yeah i i will uh cast uh hail of thorns okay. at the second level okay and will attack um the halberds right there 
Mm-hmm. And what the uh, spell does is every creature within five feet must make a dexterity saving throw. Show me again uh, where you targeted. Oh, okay, so this one right here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's three of them. All right. Uh, and on a failed save, it's a one d ten damage. What's the save again? It's a, a dex save uh, fourteen. Okay. All right, if so you targeted this one, would catch all four of those? If you targeted this one right here. Which one? This one here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wouldn't it catch all four? Yeah. Yeah, so we, can, right. do that. Yep. we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. We'll do that. I'll do it for four. Yay. Okay. All right. First All right. One, DC fourteen, right? Yes. Um, but the spell is uh, next time I hit a creature with a ranged weapon, so oh. I have to, I have to fire and not miss, which is you know. We'll see. <laughs> a little bit, and so it's a, it's a, yeah. All right. Tar- you're trying to target the the one in the back, not the one in yeah. the front. Yeah. You have the sharpshooter feet. I do, so I don't incur a disadvantage. All right. Go ahead. Sixteen to hit. Sixteen does not hit. <sighs> okay. Um. Well then, I will. Um, I will shoot at the one that I hit earlier, which okay. is this guy, just with my my longbow. Okay. You get and two shots, so you could make the you could try it. It was a bonus action to cast Hail of Thorns, right? Yes. And does it last until? Does it last for one one attack, or does it last till you make it? Um, I think it's. It's uh, concentration up to one minute, so next time I hit. So you could target the same one okay. again and try it okay. again. Okay. All right, let's try it again. Alrighty. Uh, that is a dirty 20. That Yay! will hit. All right. All right. So, so real quick, what's the arrow damage? The arrow damage is nine. Okay. And now yeah. it's a deck save for the four around it. Yes. The, that one and the three around it. Yes. Okay. All right. So the one that I hit um, is going to get 2d10 of damage if it doesn't. Uh, if it fails to save? If it fails to save. All right. We'll do that one first. All right. And it makes the save. What okay. It? So it takes half, which is uh, seven damage. Uh, definitely not doing well. All right, next one we will do is the one you hit the first time. Mm-hmm. That is, that is it makes the save. Okay, so it is uh, five damage. Alrighty. Next one we'll do the one that's directly in front of it, which makes it save. So half again is five damage. All right, and now for the last one in range. Fails the save. Six damage. Yep. Six damage? Yep. 
Alrighty. Ending my turn. End your turn. legendary actions to move down the stairwell. at all of you and and uh, kind of recomposes himself and says my lady awaits and your interference while entertaining has cost me enough time this evening and he stretches out a hand and he, ca he casts fireball Centering it just against the wall between the th behind the three of you. Need you each to make a dex saving throw. Ooh. I have something. What is it? There's something I have that's good for this. Evasion. Okay. When you're subject to an effect that allows you to make a dex saving throw to take mm -hmm. only half damage, you instead take no damage. Anna, you still have to make the save. Well. If you make the save and it, and it says, if you make the save and take half, you take none. Otherwise, you're guaranteed half damage. Gotcha. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> what did you get on the save? 14. Is a dex save? Yep, dex save. Okay. Montello? Nine. Alright. Pearl and Jinxie will take half well, Pearl and Jinxie will take half damage. Montello will take full damage. Montella will take 23 points of fire damage. Jinxie and Pearl will take 11 points of fire damage. Like bloody. Mm. 
Just a flesh wound. Just a flesh wound? <laughs> I could be worse. Her. What, what little hair Montelio has on his face is perfectly singed. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, the next is the halberds will all, all move in to attack. Two on Jinxie, two, two three on Montolio, and two on Paul. So, starting with Jinxie, first one is a 19 to hit. Hits. Second one is a 5 to hit. Misses. Uncanny dodge on the first one. Alrighty, that'll be six points total, so three points uh, get through. Gotcha. Montolio with the first one. Critical fail. So what does it do, fall on the ground? Third one is a 16 to hit. Uh, 16 hits. Uh, six points of slashing damage. And now for Pearl, first one is a 17 to hit. That hits. Second one is a 12 to hit. Four, I'm sorry, what was the other one? 12 to hit. That does not hit. All right, nine points of slashing damage on the one that does hit. Brings us to Pearl's turn. So, um, real quick while you're thinking about that, uh, everybody watching in chat, the overlay for D&D Beyond, okay, while it, is, it does try to keep synced with D&D Beyond, it is not a real-time uh, synchronous. They do have, they acknowledge that there are sometimes issues with the connection between Twitch and D&D Beyond, so sometimes there's a lag between the two depending on how off how often uh, character sheets are saved as they're being updated by M1. So, for your knowledge, that was something I actually had uh, inquired about. That's good. Sorry, didn't mean to break concentration. Pearl? You're fine. It, it gave me a chance because my son's pushing things and putting things away. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mont uh, I gave Montelio got his inspiration. Um, I'm going to first take a potion. Okay. That is a bonus action to take a potion on yourself. Yes, I'd like to do that. Um, and then um, uh, I'll attack the, the, the all birds. Okay. okay. Potion thingy first. 2d4. To let you know, um, this one right here that's uh, right up there against the wall, that one is uh, 
looking all cracked and broken and kind of on its last uh, loading. I don't want to say legs. Cause... <laughs> okay, and then, um, yeah, I'm gonna hit, hit the one that's on, that's almost broken the rest of the way. I'll hit that with my quarter staff. All right. That's a 23 to hit. That will hit. Okay, and that is 10 damage. That is gone. Okay. And I'll hit the next one that's, that hit me, or tried to. Okay. And that's a 26 to hit. That will hit. Roll damage. That is uh, another 10 damage. Another 10 damage. Okay. Said it was 16 to hit? Uh, 26. 26, yeah. And then I 10 will... 10 points of damage, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. That one's not looking good. All right, I'm going to swing my unknown strike at it at for 23. That will hit. Ooh. That is 10 damage. Nice. That one is gone. I'm mad. <laughs> um, I am now going to, because I, I won't provoke any opportunity to act, right? So I am going to uh, run across the, like I'm going to go up on the wall so that I can go over these, uh, like over the, do over the doorway, around okay. the circle to try and go back and drop. Um, I have just normal movement. I have 50 feet of movement. What's your climbing? What's your climbing speed? Actually, I can just run across the. Uh, I can just run across walls now. Okay. Because yeah, I'm high monk. I can just run. Yeah. So you fun. so you climb you climb up and then you you'd have to like, climb up about 10 jump. feet and then run yeah, across. Run so up. yeah, I can just kind of run across, like get running and go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, thank you, because I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> All right, it would get you right here, based on your movement. Okay. Because I figure ten feet up, and then running across. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, then I well I can't stay up on the wall. So does that? So you would come back that. down that, and that puts you right on the ground next to a halberd, and it oh. doesn't get an opportunity on you. Not exactly how far I wanted to get, but hey, it worked. It was dry. That works. That works. Well, actually, you know what? Um, I'll use feline agility and double that. That's what I'll do. Because that way I can keep going along the wall. That's okay. I will keep going. All right. So that gives you, what, another? Uh, 50 feet. 50 feet? Yep. Yep, that would put you... I'm actually going to try and be on the opposite side of Straw so I can't run away. If I can get that far. Well, he's starting to descend down, so you adjust your way down. It uh, puts you... Oh, yeah, I'll let you I'll let you wind up just behind him. Yay! He's gonna be mad. <laughs> that completes your turn? Yeah! And he will take his legendary action and do an unarmed strike on you. Uh-huh. Try to stop him. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a twenty-seven to hit. Yeah, that hits. All right, he's going to for. Yeah.
Alright, instead of uh, dealing the slashing damage from the from the strike, he will No, it'll be just a strike. Just a strike, so. That is eight points of slashing damage. And 14 points of necrotic damage. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Alrighty. Brings us to the top with Jinxie. Oh, man. There's no way I can get over there right now. Let's see here. Uh... All right, I am going to hit the halibird that's right to the right of me. This one? Yeah. Okay. Um, the whole thing. Boom blade, sneak attack. All the things? All the things. 18 to hit. That does hit. Roll damage. Twenty-seven points of magic damage. That will do it. All right, and then the one right north of me, right okay. above me. I'm just going to hit it with my offhand. Okay. Twenty-four to hit. That does hit. Roll damage. Seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. All right. Don't forget you guys have the broom, by the way. <laughs> no, technically you didn't. He never handed it back. But he had to have let it go in order to use the bow. So it's kind of laying there on the ground. Hmm. Alrighty. Uh, okay, does that complete your turn, Jinxie? It does for now. Alrighty. Uh, Strahd is going to use one of his legendary actions, and he's going to move away from Pearl. And with that, he doesn't provoke attack of opportunity. Montilio. Right. <clears throat> I will probably die the next turn. So I am going to attack again with uh, Hail of Thorns. Okay. And uh, cast it at the second level. So that is 2d10. Okay. And then attack uh, Strahd with okay. my and that is a twenty-three to hit. Twenty-three will hit. It's uh 
10 non-magical damage. Alrighty. And he also receives uh, six or 19 uh, magical damage unless he can beat a DC 14. He will use one of his legendary resistances to make the save. Okay. So it's um, that's nine damage. All right. Alrighty. And then the um, the halberd uh, immediately to his northwest will yep. also have to beat a DC 14. And it makes the save. How much damage does it take? Okay, so... Ah, that is one damage. Little <laughs> Nick in the blade, you know? Yeah, that's character. All right, and then I will use my second attack. Yeah. To, um, with my longsword, I will attack the number that is... Uh... Now, right this one right here is actually in bad shape. The one in front of you hasn't taken any damage. Okay. It, it doesn't matter because I rolled in that one. Okay. mirror image on himself which creates three additional uh, strods standing next to him three illusionary duplicates appear in the space uh, with them that and then he will utilize keep the halberds and two on Jinxie, two on Montolio and he's going to move the next two to Pearl to attack Pearl alrighty so first one on Jinxie a seven to hit. Yes. Second one is a twelve to hit. Miss. Montolio, the first one is a twelve to hit. Yes. Second one is a eight to hit. Yes. Pearl, first one is a twenty-two to hit. Second one is a six to hit. hit it gets uh, three points of slashing damage to Pearl's turn you're muted okay so I'm barely up still <laughs> but I'm gonna use a healing potion uh just try because it's worth a try I guess um, so I need to roll 2d4 again. 
Okay, yeah, lovely. Alright, let's Okay. Alright, and then I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna attack them with my quarter staff. Okie dokie. Yeah. Okay. Which one are you attacking? Are you attacking the one that's floating more off the stairs or the one that's kind of above the stairs? We'll do above the stairs first. Okay. Uh, 13 to hit for the first swing. 13 does not hit. Uh, 26 for the second swing. 26 for the second. That does work. It does hit. Roll damage. That's a 13 damage. 13 damage. Okay. Then I will do... Um, I'm going to go ahead and do Flurry of Blows. Okay. That is a 14 to hit. 14 does not hit. Okay. Um, and now the 14 does not hit. Nope. And you do get a D10 of healing, so roll a D10 and add that to Thank your you. healing. Gotta love the tricksters, they're showing some love. So just, just seven. It's just the D10, right? So there'll be just a D10. Unless you had an inspiration hiding out the end used. <laughs> okay. Um, I will spend another key point to swing it yet to the other. All right, so uh, 27 to hit. 27 will hit. Same one? Yeah, same one. Okay. 11 damage. That one takes it off the board. Yay. <laughs> Swing at the other one. 25 to hit. There we go. Now we're getting. How many attacks are you? This does like. That's like. So you're doing all six? You're trying to do six? Yeah, you're like six. I did, okay. I did all six and I did two people. Yes. Uh, so that's okay. 11. All right. Done. How much damage? 11? 11. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the to hit again? Uh, 25. Yep. It takes it off the board as well. Good. Tired of those things. I'm not going to go into range of Strahd. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. <laughs> but I will close the distance, you know, so that I'm close, because I'm guessing he's going to run again. So I want to at least close the distance so that maybe I can get to him later. And then I'll end my turn. Alrighty. Yep. Just to the top of the order with uh, Jinxie. Man, oh man. All right. The one right to the north of me. Okay. Same stuff. Okay. Oh no, 13 to hit. Uh, 13 does not hit. Alright, I'll swing with the offhand with okay. sneak attack. Um, your ally is off to the other oh, side. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Don't matter, it was a nat 1 plus 7. It was Ouch. 8. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Alright. 
see. Strahd is going to use his legendary action and move up to Pearl. Next up is Montilio. So if I use Halo's is uh, Pearl subject to that? Does the description say any creature? Or any... It says it says each creature. Yes, so it would affect her as well. Okay. Um, okay. All right. I am going to um, set uh, Strahd as my uh, Slayer's prey. Okay. Um, so. Um, and uh, basically, it just means I get an extra one d six on uh, on attacks. Okay. okay. And, uh, I I will not um, attack him this turn. I'll I'll attack the halberds. Okay. Um, uh, eleven and misses. Yep, eleven is gonna miss. And another nat one. Ouch. Uh, okay. Well, that ends my turn. Alrighty. Probably use a legendary action to unarmed strike Pearl. Is a 21 to hit. That hits. Has 11 points of slashing damage. And 11 points of necrotic damage. Yeah. Well, that's longer than usual. <laughs> okay. So Pearl is now unconscious.
he is going to move in. Let's see. He's going to move right there. Uh, and then the halberds will attack, starting with Jinxie. First one. It's a 12 to hit. Second one is a, is a 10 to hit. Miss. All right. First one on Montolio is a 17 to hit. That hits. Second one is a critical fail. So one that hits. For three points of slashing damage. Mm -hmm. And that will be the end of Strahd's turn. Alrighty, Earl, go ahead and make a death save throw. Probably not smart enough to like help me at all, would it? <laughs> oh, okay. There's a blessing of the there's a blessing of the tricksters. Okay. Just do a real quick double check on that. What did you get on your on your? You can add you can add one to your dice roll. Out of ten. All right, that's a Without success. Adding one, unless I, yeah. I unless I have to use it on this one, I save it for. Plus one on all rolls for the length of the stream. So every dice you roll for the uh, every dice roll at the end of the dice roll, you get to add one to it. So that is a blessing to the players. Got to love the tricksters. So double check that. Alrighty, so you have a success. You're good. Okay. Uh, brings us back to. Uh, 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 uh. Be jinxy, I think. My owl can't help me at all, can it? Uh, how would you like your owl to try and help you? Well, I didn't know if it could, if it could, uh, I don't know, I don't know what an owl could do. I didn't know if it could, like, I don't know, pour a potion down my throat or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, owls are kind of smart. I mean, I... I don't know. I'm just asking. I have no clue. You can just say no. It's fine. Okay. So, it would be an animal handling. Okay. For how well you train the the owl. Okay. So, roll an animal handling. And then roll a dex for the owl. For it to manipulate the uh, potion to try and pour it down your down your throat. 
Okay, so I got an 18 on the animal handling. That's good. Okay. Then, okay, I got to look at the staff real quick for the, the owl just so I can see the right, the right, um, dex. Dex is plus so the owl hovers over to you and it, it, it can it kind of hops and hoots and it kind of reaches in and pulls a uh, pulls a potion out and as it pours the cork to try and, and pour the potion on your on your mouth it kind of misses and it just kind of covers your face co- cover, covers you in a potion well, it was worth a try. <laughs> it was worth a try, and then that's that's all about it. It's a creative idea. We'll see how we'll see how it plays out. <laughs> um, Straw's gonna use. Uh... Straw's gonna take another legendary action and move to the side here. Okay. Up, we have Jinxie. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Um, hmm. I just realized I had something that I didn't know I had. Well, what is that? I have a stake in my backpack. <laughs> I guess that might come in handy, mightn't it? Uh, it depends. Is it a is it a T-bone or a porterhouse? It's a wooden <laughs> one. Oh, it's a wooden one. Oh, it's a fiber one. Gotcha. Fiber one. <laughs> yeah. Oak, ash, maple. Mm, the good stuff, the holy stuff. Ooh. Let's. Oh. White man. oak. <laughs> yeah, white oak. <laughs> Sketched with el with with eldritch runes on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That cool. nice one. Yep. Um. Yeah, so I'm attacking the halibird that's above my head. Okay. Same stuff. Come on. Oh my gosh, 15 to hit. And what was that to hit? 15. Oh, as we're seeing, 15 will hit. Roll damage. Oh, yay. And there's no sneak attack, right? Yeah, no sneak attack. Back up, booming blade. Okay. Um, Fifteen points of damage. Fifteen points. That will take it off the board. Oh. Yay. Um. Yeah, I am going to use my bonus action to... Well, I can't disengage the other one, can I? The one I'm right beside? Uh, yeah, you can You can use a disengage if you okay. want to use that as a bonus. Yeah, I want to disengage and then use my movement okay. to... Yeah, go right down there beside Mr. Strahd. By all means. Boop. Okay. That's my turn. That's your turn. Okay. Mm-hmm. First off, uh, Pearl, roll a d10. Yay! Got a blessing. Uh, got a heal from the tricksters. Thank you. 
Now keep in mind, the other one is in play, so you get to add one to the dice Wait. roll. Yay, five, so I get five. Alrighty, five points of healing. Pearl is no longer unconscious. Thank you. But she is uh, technically prone. Yeah. Kill her next turn. And as a legendary action, uh, Strada is going to make an unarmed strike against Jinxie. Has a 15 to hit. That's a miss. Alrighty. Ooh. <laughs> yep, 15 to hit. So that's a miss. Good to go. Antolio is up. Alright. Um, let's see. That's one, two, three, fourteen. Oh, I got another. Kipatari did a D10 heal pearl. I got another 5,000 from Pepper Jack. And another pearl, so. Yeah, those have all been counted for. Okay. I am going to use uh, Zephyr Strike. Alrighty. Um, which, uh, again, does not provoke uh, opportunity attacks. And I will move the one. Can I move in their in their space? Uh, no, they're hostile, so you can't technically move so through their space. One, two, three, four. I can move in Jinxies because she's an ally, right? Yep, you can okay. move through. You can move through Jinxies. Okay. All right, so that's twenty feet, and then I will attack uh, with my longsword. Okay. Uh, so that is a 16 to hit. 16. Dun, dun, dun. Just hits. Right. All right. So that is the magical bloods. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Nine plus one is 10. Uh, so, ten total damage. Ten total damage. Yeah, the strike. And then I will attack again with my silver sword for twenty-six. Twenty-six to hit. Twenty-six to hit. Mm -hmm. Twenty-six will hit. Roll damage. And that's seven damage silvered. Uh, silvered has no effect. And I will see. So I have 40 feet left. Isn't your sword magical? The one is. One of them is. Um, so one, two, three, four, five, six. And I will stop there. And that'll end my turn. What was that last little bit? Sorry. I just moved. I uh, finished the rest of my move. Finished the rest of your movement? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Using your Zephyr Strike to move over to Pearl? 
Okay. Yes. Cool. All right. Real quick. Go to the no map. Look something up real quick. Got a 5,000 bits cheered and that is uh, first looked at it for the blessing of the die. That's 500. That was typically uh, for those of you who are wanting to know bits are channel points are typically a thousand uh, add an extra zero to the value for the item. If you do bits, you would take a zero off. So 500 bits would give a give that a blessing. If I remember right, I need to pull up my list real quick. So I can look that up to see how wants to run through that, uh, run through those 5,000 bits. I think there was a comment in the chat. Chat, if you caught that, if you could send that send that to me so I can look at it again. I don't mean to break the flow of the game on this one. I really don't. Okay. Yep. Let's see, 2,000 bits, uh, 2,000 bits or 20,000 channel points gives a plus one bonus to all rolls for the stream, so 2,000 bits twice would be two, plus two to all dice rolls, that still leaves a thousand, it could be used, um, for two, you could do two player heals with it or a couple other things. Let's see, another thousand bits for Pearl Inspiration. Thousand channel points, so Pearl gets an inspiration that she can use. Thank you very much. All right, so Prepper Jack, thank you, sir. Welcome to the community. Love, love to have you here. Uh, so it's two blessings and two heals. So Pearl, take another 2d20 healing. 2d10 or 2d20? Oh, 2d10. So <laughs> 2d10 healing. Sorry. And everybody make note that all dice rolls going for are plus two to the result. All dice rolls? All dice rolls are plus two to the result, even your 2d10. Yay. Awesome. Gotta love the tricksters. All right. Yay. So that that uh, plus two is on damage rolls as well. Every dice roll. Okay. Oh. Like if you if you roll an attack when you're done with the dice rolls, add two. Okay. If you're doing a save, add two. Any other dice rolls that are gifted, you add two. The first time we did this, we got it was kind of broken because we added added to each individual dice. After that, it was like, all right, that's a little broken. Let's let's fix this. Right. When you're done with, when you do a dice roll, regardless of how many dice you roll, regardless, at the end you add two. And that is for all dice rolls throughout that. Okay. Another hundred bits. Thank really? you. Wow. Inspiration for Jinxie. So Jinxie gets a D4 inspiration she can use. Oh, thank you guys. Now we're getting there. Okay. Montello moved. There, there. 
Sprout's going to use another legendary action to do an unarmed strike against Jinxie. That is a 28 to hit. <laughs> Uncanny dodge. Whenever. <laughs> All right, let me total it up for you. 12 on the slashing. And 15 necrotic, so total 27. Half that. Thirteen. Yep. Ooh. Alrighty. Narrow nail biter, I swear. <laughs> okay. Mm. Another unarmed strike on Jinxie. It's a 16 to hit. Oh, yep. All right. I need you to make a strength check. Oh, no. Six. Doesn't go as he as he uh, gra he goes to strike you. He grabs you, brings you in, and uh, will make a bite attack. Hey. Is a nineteen to hit? Yep, that hits. <clears throat> Comes in to make a bite. Eight points of piercing damage. Okay. Fourteen points of necrotic. <laughs> All right. And your hit point maximum is reduced by fourteen. And Rod regains. Strahd's turn. Next up is Pearl. Um, really want to help her. No, I'm not very high, but I really want to help her. Okay, well, you're currently prone. Yeah, I'd get up. Okay. Uh, I'm going to help her. All right. Right there. Okay. First attack, I'm actually going to throw uh, another holy water at him. Okay. Uh, so I'm 
that really holy water at him. So, and that's D, 2d6 damage. Radiant. Once I get it rolled. And that is uh, nine damage, radiant. Okay. Um, and then, hoping that'll at least mess with them at least a little bit. Um, and then I will subject over to my attacks. And the rest of them, I'm going to do the same thing I did before with the with my key points. And so first the, is the quarter staff, and that is a 15 to hit. Hmm. Um, right. I, can I use my inspiration to, to, to boost that one up before I know if it hits or not? Uh, yes, you can. Thank you. Well, I keep forgetting to add the, the, the plus two as well. Okay. So that would actually be a 17 to hit so far. Yep. I'm gonna go ahead and use the, the that, that strike will hit. Okay, the first so not... one actually hit one of the duplicates. Ah, gotcha. So the oh, first yeah, one with the holy water and everything hit one of the not duplicates. duplicates. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh-huh. So now there are three of that. There were four. Now there are three. Okay. And, and you hit. You hit. Uh, you hit straw directly on the next hit. Ooh. Uh, what was the damage on that uh, first? On that one right. Where you had that was the quarter staff. So that's this one. Uh, that's uh, nine damage. Uh, magical. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the two, the two main ones. And we get the flurry blow ones. So there's. Uh, 16 to hit. I'll leave it. It's one of the duplicates. Okay. Uh, then we'll do the next one. 19 to hit. It's uh, the remaining duplicate. Okay. This one is 21 to hit. One will hit. Roll damage. Eight, da- uh, eight damage. Alright. Uh, 23 to hit for the last one. That will hit. Roll damage. Eight damage. Alrighty. Yep. And that will end my turn, and I got to my key, got two points. Off. Okay. Uh, Jinxie, go ahead and give me another uh, strength check. Oh, no. Uh, 19. All right. He uh, releases you because uh, he's taking the hits from Pearl, so he can't maintain the uh, maintain the hold on you. Hey. And as he releases you, he turns to Pearl and, make, and using one of his legendary actions, makes an unarmed strike on Pearl. I figured he'd be mad after that one. <laughs> I think he smacked all his duplicates and his smacked him. Yeah, that is a natural 20. Oh, no. I might go down again because I wasn't expecting a nat 20. But I needed help chasing. It's 14 points of slashing damage.
36 points of necrotic damage. Oh my word. Wow. Yeah, that's way over what he needed to do, but yeah. <laughs> I only had nine left. <laughs> so what happens? I said I said that I'm definitely down because I only need I only had nine left. <laughs> Alright, so you're unconscious again? Yeah. Alrighty. I didn't help Jinxie. Don't help me. Just run. <laughs> no! You're my friend. Alright, Montelio, on your next uh you you have a natural twenty on your next uh attack roll. Dice roll or whatnot, which I imagine that is going to be coming up. Mm-hmm. All right. Pearl had the inspiration in there, so those are both there. Okay. All right. Okay. So uh, this brings us uh, to the top with Jinxie. Oh my goodness. Um, can I try to stab him in the heart with the stake? <laughs> can I do that? Is that possible? Um, uh, you kind of want to wait till he's kind of incapacitated. Otherwise, it's, uh, <sighs> it's an improvised weapon attack. So it's like, fine. Conscious, then you do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I don't know what to do. So let's do the same thing I always do. And Yep. Well, no, because you're down. Ah! Hold on, let's see if I got something else. Um, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt on Strahd. Okay. Oh my goodness. Ten. Ten does not hit, unfortunately. Nope. Let's see here. Does it take a bonus action to use a health potion? Uh, on for, to drink one for yourself, it's just yeah. a bonus action. To give one to another player, it's a full action. Mm. Well, shoot. I guess I'll drink one of mine for myself at the moment. That's what, 2d4? 2d4 plus 2. Plus the 2 from the... Yep, plus 2. So, 2d4 plus 4. Alright. That's 7 total. And... Mm, that's my turn. Alrighty. That Strahd will take a legendary action and do an unarmed strike on Jinxie. That is has a twenty-five to hit. No, oh, and Kenny dodge. Okay. Four plus.
19 points total. So half of that would be nine points. Oh, it hurts. It hurts a lot. Pearl, you get a uh, D10 of healing. Thank you. You guys are too nice. What is it? That's a one plus so, two. It's a one plus two. So three points of healing. Hey, that makes you conscious. Yeah, it does. That's it, all that it matters. It brings you That's back all. into the into consciousness. <laughs> Alrighty. Antolio, you are up. Does Strahd look wounded at all? Uh, he's, his, some of his wounds heal after every turn because you guys aren't, uh, he seems to heal. He was, uh, getting a little rough, but, uh, he's had a couple of turns where his regeneration has been kicking in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he um, is damaged. Yeah. I'm limited in what I can do because they're there right by him. Yes. Right, so, um, all right. Um, I'm going to uh, use my last uh, spell slot. Okay. And cast Ensnaring Strike. Okay. And attack with my uh, longbow. Okay, it'll be a natural twenty. Yep. Uh, so so natural twenty. So then it's a, a D eight. So eight plus seven. Fifteen. Okay. So fifteen plus my D six for Slayer's Prey is fifteen plus plus plus, uh, plus six. Yes, yeah, so D. Oh yeah, it's nat twenty, so, so, so plus six. Yeah, every every dice mm -hmm. is max dice, and now what you right. roll for each of them. So then that's uh, plus plus six, so that's uh, uh, fifteen and six is twenty one, okay. and then for right, it's a uh, must exceed. Uh, on a street saving throw or be restrained by magical vines until the spell ends. He will use another one of his legendary resistances to make the save. Okay. Um, if the target su succeeds on the save, the vines shrivel away. All right. Uh, so I am uh, tired of being. So at that what was that total damage again? 20. That was, uh, 21 damage. Plus two. Plus two is 23. Okay. So you got a... So the Zephyr Strike was a D6. That was a, a Slayer's Prey. Slayer's Prey, that's a D6. So we had the D8 plus seven. Mm -hmm. So that's 15. Mm -hmm. Slayer's Prey is, is, a, is a D6. Yeah. What'd you roll on the Sl six? Yeah, Slayer's Prey is D6. So what'd you roll on the D6? Oh, that's right. I forgot I get to roll the two. Um, so, four. So, an additional 10, so we're at 25. Mm-hmm. Anything, right. anything else to add to it? 
Um, we have the blessing, so that's an additional two. That brings us up to 27. 27. Yeah, so that's it for my first attack. 27, and that was a magical strike, so 27 yep. magical damage. Alrighty. And then I'm going to get right up in this business. And... Uh, Okay. Yeah, attacking with the longsword. Okay. And it's a twelve. Twelve does not hit. Yeah. Don't throw an inspiration. I don't think I had inspiration. So that'll end my turn. Alrighty. End your turn. I'll then use a legendary action to move. It's uh, 30 feet. Move over to here. Let's move to here. Okay. And with his move, he doesn't uh, incur attack of opportunity as he moves. His turn. So he is going to cast a fourth level, a fifth level spell. Mm, that sounds good. He's going to cast sleep at fifth level. Um, originally a first level. I'm going to actually have to use the dice roller on this one. I don't think I have enough D8s for this. All right, so he's going to cast sleep on each on uh, on you all, starting with Pearl. Uh, Jinxie, how many hit points do you have left? Two. Montelio, how many hit points do you have left? Uh, magic cannot put me to sleep, but I have nineteen. Okay, cool. Good to know. He's still going to spend the fourth fourth level slot to cast sleep. Eleven D eight. Roll for that. So that would have been 
70 points total, starting with the lowest level character moving up, uh, reducing them and putting them into an unconscious state. So Jinxie and Pearl both fall unconscious. Montolio, you resist it. Uh, Scoop? Yes. Oh, never mind. I was going to say long sword of warning, but it's only for uh, non-magical. Never mind. Continue on. Non your non-magical sleep? Yeah. So yeah. that doesn't save you from the sleep spell. So that's... No, no, no. I, as an elf, I'm, I'm fine, but I was thinking of the others, but it, it doesn't work because it's this magical sleep. So as an Elf, you can't be put to sleep. As a half elf, you can't be put to sleep. You have an advantage on saving throws. Yep, magic up Right. Just had to double check it for my own knowledge. All right. So, yep. Jinxie and Pearl are now unconscious. Montolio, you are the only one left up. Yep, then he moves the halberds around to you as a barrier. And as the three of them attack you. So starting with the first one fail. Second one is a nat 20. Third one is a 15 to hit. Uh, both of the last two hit. Okay. First one being a nat 20. Fifteen points of slashing damage on the first one. The second one's damage is two. Okay. Ready? That will end his turn. Yep, you're. Uh, you two are asleep unless someone uh, spends an action to wake you up. And Pearl. I like Captain Perry's comment. He says, "Can they get a short rest in?" <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. That was funny. That's fair. All right. All right. Uh, Jinxie's asleep, so that brings us to Montilio. Is how Strahd looking? Is he looking still fairly strong? Yep. Okay. Mm. Um, I told you I should have gotten that other stuff first. <laughs> say what? I told you I should have gotten that other stuff first. <laughs> um, so I will... I will use my 
Can I use my action to wake up Jinxie without incurring an attack of opportunity? Uh, no, because Jinxie is furthest away. Mm -hmm. Earl is pretty close. Okay. All right. I will use. I'm sorry. I didn't catch that. Use my action to wake up Pearl. All right. So Pearl is no longer unconscious, but she's still prone. As you kind of, you kind of sitting there guarding with your sword. You kind of kick her. Get up, cat. Get up. (laughs) Pearl kind of yawns and stretches like a cat. see yeah i don't have any other spell slots um so that was my full action and i don't have a bonus action i can use so that ends my turn Alrighty. right again a little a little myth that you didn't fall asleep with the rest of them <laughs> he's like stretches out his hand and casts Ray of Frost at you. At who? At at you, Montoya. The ranged spell attack. Is that an attack or is it a save? It's a ranged spell attack. Say 21 to hit. Okay. Yep. Uh huh. (laughs) It is 1d8 of cold damage. Uh, seven points of cold damage and your speed is reduced by 10 feet until the start of your next turn. I am down. Okay. Alrighty. This brings us to Pearl who is unconscious or conscious but lying on the ground. stand up uh, I will feed him a, a healing potion so that's a, a 2d4 plus 2 well plus 4 because of the, the extra okay um, and then um, I'm going to take myself with my hand at the back of the melee so yep. I'm also going to to make the halberds attack, but that's right. I can let it go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm kind of glad you did forget. Okay, wait, two of my potions. I'll end my turn. Okay. Uh, 
So that's a 2d4 plus two for me. Plus four. Because of the because of the blessed. Yep, because of the bless. So how much healing did you did you give uh Montelio? Eleven. Alright. Yay, you got more than me. Nine. All right, so Montolio is prone but conscious. I wish I could kick it Jinxie at the same time, but I can't. So did Pearl just for so my for my mental image, did you actually stand or did you just crawl over and feed him the potion? I, I, I probably crawled over, feed him the potion, then stood up. But okay. Yeah, did stand. Okay, so you are standing. Alrighty. Okay. You are standing. <laughs> God, I'm going to make it to the next turn, but I'm going to try. <laughs> uh, Strahd is then going to use one of his legendary actions. He's going to move over to you. Of course. Uh, JC is still asleep. Yep. Montolio is conscious but prone. What do you wish to do? Um, I am tempted to play dead. I don't know. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> you can certainly try. I would say it's a perform. It would probably be a performance or a deception check. You know. For comedy purposes, let's do that. All right. All righty. I'll let you choose per- performance or deception. Uh, it's the same for me either way. So okay. I'll do... You get to add two to it, so. <laughs> I'm starting to recognize that face. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a net one. So it's a three. Uh, Oh, at least it's a three. What's your total proficiency bonus? Oh, my my proficiency bonus is plus one. So it's a four, but it's still in that one. So you, you try your best to be as convincing as possible. And uh, one eye is he, open, is he, looking is he around, still there? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like looking at me. I love it. Has to Strahd's turn as he's standing in front of Pearl. And we will make an unarmed strike on Pearl. Oh, hey! <laughs> That's a natural 20. Oh, no! Uh, 15 point slashing damage. Down. Yep. So that already put you down? Yeah, that's already put me down. Alright. And uh, he looks over at uh, Montilio and. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
commands one of the halberds to and, and commands one of the halberds to strike. <laughs> is a uh, fourteen to hit. This is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way down here. <laughs> you are prone, so it's advantage. Oh, that's okay. It's still the that was a better hit. The other two follow suit. Fifteen to hit. It hits. And the last one was a seventeen to hit. That's nine points on the first one. I need one of those dice trays. And four points on the second one. And I'm down again. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> so as, as uh, you fall into unconsciousness, uh, show sure well later. You all uh, wake up and find yourselves in the grass. It's a lovely sunset on a world you are unfamiliar with. There's a little cottage in the distance. As you look up and about, there's no sign of the castle. No sign of anything. There's just this little house and a wagon in front of it. And you all look about. And sit there. It's like the last thing we remember the last thing you remember was facing straw. And now you're all kind of sitting there. Uh, roll a perception check. Twenty-one. Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Twenty-eight. Uh, you guys see, uh, end of the door is an is a is a, is a dagger. And a note. And as you go to read, look at the note. Very uh, well written. It says, "Well, I must thank you for your persistent entertainment and frustration this evening. I must thank you for the most fun I've had in a very long time. Think of this as a friendly retirement." From your future adventures. And as you look down, you see the symbol of straw at the bottom with a note. P.S. Thank you for reuniting me with my love. Oh, and that I, is I, the end of it. I, I look around, I kind of peel the note back, and it's like, what? No shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Um, as you flip over the sheet of paper and look on the back, there's a PPS. It's like gift shop. I like that idea. I'll work on it. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. So after we see this note, and we, there's like no way to get off of this planet, I'm guessing, because it's like, or, or whatever. No, um, a few days later, you're yeah. visited, you, you get a, you get a, you obviously kind of stick around the house. Um, the house is filled with a lot, it's larger on the inside than on the outside. And there's a, a number of tomes and magical and items and whatnot in there. And you realize touching them isn't a good thing. But as you as you work up that courage, given how your uh, adventure is gone, um, there's an individual who comes in. He's got a mustache and beard, shaved, shaved head, and looks at all of you. Where's Irina? conversation ensues you find out it's the it's the mage Mordekainen this was his home on another planet that he sequestered arena to to try and keep her away from Strahd so are we like stuck on this planet now no he brings you back to brings you back to where you where you're from because he can travel across the plains Oh yeah, you, lots of time, kind of gallivanting around and kind of hanging out. Show while later, you wake up, Pearl, back in uh in, in the in the lodging house, back in Zresh, in Paradon, thinking you had the strangest dream. Ever go against Strahd again? I want to make sure we get the items first. Yeah. Hmm? I want to find that other girl too. That would be fun. I like the other two. And that is the end of our session this evening. I thank you all for sticking through it. I know we ran a lot longer than initially expected, but hopefully it was worth it and enjoyable. Uh, thank you, everyone in chat, for sticking around to see how this kind of turns out. Question, what class was Jinxie? Jinxie, what class are you? I was an arcane trickster. Arcane trickster. Rogue archetype, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. Antilio was a ranger, and Pearl was a monk. So a monk, a rogue, and a ranger. Walk into a castle. And pull on a tongue. And play with some kittens. <laughs> oh, did he leave the cats with us too? I still had the cat on my shoulder the whole time. <laughs> the no, no. There's no cat there anymore. Aww, but I missed the kitty. <laughs> probably ran, out, ran away during the battle anyway. <laughs> Oh, that you did. You had some great animal hands. We should have thread it strawed. So real quick, what was y'all's favorite and scariest moment of the session? Pearl? Probably all the shenanigans that the GC and I got up to. Because I like having another person to help me. That's fair. 
shows you're scary. Obviously, like when we were like, especially the very last little bit where we basically lost. And <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to just leave us. I figured he'd kill us, but I'm good with that. Dixie, how about you? What was your favorite and scariest moment? Favorite moment was getting Shooter there to carry the kitten for a little bit. <laughs> that was good. And then scariest moment is when he got pushed off the edge and oh. started falling. Yeah. Totally. Montelio, what was your scariest and favorite moment? Or favorite then scariest, whichever. Um... I think my favorite moment was waking up on their own through the planet. And because I, mean, I watched the stream this morning. And I, knew, I knew when you were talking about this, like I know exactly what's happened. And I can't believe it. Uh, so that was probably my favorite moment. Um, the scariest was. It's got to be when I got pushed off the off the, the, the landing there. Yeah, that was uh that 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 was that was uh, pretty scary for me too, to be honest. That was uh, pretty scary for me too. Uh, we have a comment from Ms. K. You are all you all were amazing. Even though I went down a billion times. You know what? Considering this was your first time running uh, second tier or third tier characters, I'd say you guys did pretty good. Really? Yay! Yeah, I mean, and this is this is proof point why I typically don't like to let new players or newer players run mid-level characters because exactly as you guys saw, there is a lot of options, and it's yeah. something to be said when you're working up the levels. Because yes. then you start to get your rhythm and your routines down. I'd say overall, though, you guys did really good. That first combat, you guys knocked it out in six rounds. This morning, it took nine rounds for the for the other party to get through. So there, and again, different party makeup than there was this morning. So nothing against either party. Oh yeah. I considering how nervous you all were telling me prior to the start of the session about running a 10th level character when you never had a character that high I'd say you guys did pretty good this is the highest I've ever gone and I literally have never gone past 5 until now <laughs> so I mean, it's yep. pretty good for jumping from 5 to 10 <laughs> so, so, something to look forward to yeah that was really fun I, has a, I actually have a question running strike would mm -hmm. that have worked on Strahd? probably not because of his special resistance thingy, right? Well, here's the, here's the trick. Legendary resistances, there's a limited number. Most cre most legendary creatures only have three resistances. So once you burn through those, game on. That's what I was trying to do and just continue to, to beat on, on, on straw to make him use those. I didn't, know I didn't know there was a limited amount of them or I probably would have tried to do that. Now I know. Yeah, most when you get into legendary creatures, they typically have a legendary resistance, which is typically three. And they have legendary actions. Legendary actions are, are an option for a, uh, a legendary creature to take at the end of another another person's turn in the initiative. They typically have a finite amount, like they only have like three points they can use. Um, in Strahd's case, for example, he has three legendary actions that he can take. The white, 
which takes two actions, or you can do a move, which takes no opportunity attack, or you can do an unarmed strike. Each one of those only takes one action. But he can only do one of the three uh -huh. at per the end of another person's turn. Yeah. And it's like per round, right? Yes. That one? It resets at the start of his next next turn. Now, the resistances, they don't reset? Uh-uh. Okay. See, I didn't the know that. The resistances are three per encounter. Like, if you burn, okay. if you were to fight him and then disengage, after a little while, he would get them back. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Because um, I, I knew about the legendary actions because I had uh, uh, ran a, a dragon against some people, so I learned that part, but I didn't know about the resistances. Okay. Got a couple more coming in. Uh, what would have happened if they destroyed the heart? Yeah, the heart is an interesting mechanic in the game, I'll be honest with you. Uh, the heart has an AC of 15, 50 hit points. Typically, the heart is associated with Strahd. So the first um, 50 points of damage to Strahd directly will be inferred over to the heart. After that, he then starts taking uh, additional damage. So it's kind of like a it defers and then it keeps going. So you kind of, they're tied together. So it's an interesting, interesting dynamic. I may have misused it a little bit because again, this is new. I actually have never gotten this far in the Curse of Strahd module myself. My last party that did uh, Curse of Strahd got all the way to the mansion in the, to get one of the items. And one of the guys while inside Mordekin's magnificent mansion opened up a bag of holding and dropped a potion in it causing a rift in the astral plane and that sucked all of them and Strahd because Strahd was in the next room into the astral plane and that ended that campaign. Wait, so, so if you put a magic item in a bag of holding, it does that? If you open an extra dimensional space inside of an extra dimensional space, oh. it causes a rift in the astral plane. You're sucked into the astral plane. You have no idea where you'll come out. I do, and, I, and, and not just where, but when. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Strahd went with him, yay. Um, I bet Strahd was mad. <laughs> yep. Any thoughts on your next, uh, on what your next campaign might be? Actually, Perverjack, we are actually in the process of two campaigns. This is just a Halloween one-shot that was published on D&D Beyond called Strahd Must Die in Space. This was a, a break from our normal uh, shenanigans, per se. Um, this crew that's here that uh, stayed up with me so late tonight, which again, I thank you very much for doing. Uh, they're currently working through a second edition module based on the original Ravenloft campaign. Uh, it's uh, called Hour of the Knife through a murder investigation to try and find a mysterious artifact. Uh, Saturday morning, we have our Twilight Screaming Gleaming crew, which just completed a module called Twilight's Last Gleaming that was originally published in Dungeon Magazine in the 90s for second edition. They are about to start a new module called Shards of the Day, and they will that is what we'll pick up uh, next Saturday with both of the groups. They will continue on with their regular adventures until we get to December, which I'm thinking the last, my last weekend before I take the last two weeks of December off, we will do a, hol a holiday themed one shot of some type. 
I imagine that would be rather enjoyable. Yeah! I like it. Maybe we'll get to see Jinxie again. Depends <laughs> <laughs> on what it is. I'm kind of curious what uh, stuff will be what stuff will be published or see if I can find a good one. There is a great April Fool's one that I'm going to pull out and scale up for when we get to April. That sounds fun. Oh yeah, it's a it's a great cover. It's a dude. The, the cover for that magazine has a dude fishing, and behind him is a giant crocodile walking on two legs with a bib and a fork and a knife as he's following the dude. Love it. Oh, It'll be loads of fun. Yeah. But yeah, this was a uh, wow. Wow, that was, that was an epic battle, and that 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 kept going beat for beat. You guys did really well. I feel like we at least survived quite a while. Nine rounds. Not too bad, right? Yeah, nine rounds. You guys did really good. Strahd is a, Strahd's a pretty powerful character. You guys were holding your own pretty good. Um, granted, most people would go in with more radiant-based uh, weapons and stuff like that. And to be honest, you found the sword. And since you didn't drive him away, you didn't give yourself enough time to attune to it. Because the sun sword... Is that is actually well the hit hilt can actually be kind of like a, a lightsaber so to speak once you attune to it oh. you just didn't give yourselves enough time to attune to it oh so an actual sword yeah i didn't okay i don't know the items like i'm literally learning this as i'm going i've never read shot or anything so i didn't know what that was no it's, it's fine it's fine the, the sun sword was the sun sword or some of those it's actually a two-part weapon. If you combine both pieces, it becomes both sentient. Uh, but uh, I kind of misread it this morning, but I reread it this afternoon. But uh, the hilt kind of take a lightsaber, <laughs> and it deals all radiant damage. Love that. So that would have been fun. If you had had mo if you had just a little bit of time to attune to it, you could have totally. Well, that would be I would have let you attune to it on the fly, but literally you walked down the stairs, was debating what to do instead of like, okay, let's. And it, since you had arrived. Mom totally wanted to go back. I'm like, no, we need to go find the other items. Whereas if you had uh, picked a fight with him, you would have caused him to run away, which would have given you time to attune and prevented him from reaching the, reaching the final destination. So unfortunately you, but again, this is what players do. So I'm by no means trying to say you did anything bad. Your choices are your choices, and that's how it should be. Anyone who argues that, it's like you're not understanding the core concept of D&D, which is collaborative storytelling. A group of friends sitting around a table telling a story. Good, well, bad, or indifferent. The fun thing about this is you get different stories every time, too. Oh, yeah. It's a completely story. different way than the first session went. Than this morning's session went. This morning they didn't even they, they didn't even fight Strahd. Instead they left him on they marooned him on the planet and took the ship and ran away. <laughs> so I don't want to keep you guys up any longer. It is uh, twelve thirty here on the East Coast. So I imagine as time trickles back. <laughs> so So with that, again, um, thank you to the cast for hanging out and doing this one-shot uh, Halloween uh, adventure. Thank you to everyone in the chat for sticking with. Thank you for all of the bits and everything. I will run through that. Ms. K, thank you for the bits. Prepper Jack, thank you for the bits, the follow, and the sub. You're awesome, sir. 
Kit Natari for the bits. All of that. Thank you. All those channel points you guys threw out. That was great. We do have that list of viewer interactions there on the channel page. So you can be done by bits, direct donation, or channel points. All of that to reward your loyalty first and, and offer a way to support us. Because the more support you give us, the more great content we can keep doing and keep escalating the quality of, our, quality of what we do. And with that, you guys have a wonderful Sunday, a wonderful week. As we get into November, remember, if you if you hadn't already and if you still can, register and vote because voting is this week in the United States. That is your number one thing you can do as a citizen to make your voice heard and affect the political landscape as well from a local level, state level, national level, all of those things. Great, great ability we have. We should totally take advantage of it. Um... Thank you again for Sirenscape for all the background music and soundboards. Like I said, this was absolutely Ravenloft sound set. Uh, the new Curse of Strahd sound sets have been released. Plus, they have hundreds and hundreds of other sound sets, sound bites, little things you can do to make your tabletop experience enjoyable. Also, D&D Beyond for this adventure. James Heck, you are a wonderful writer. If you're not familiar, he wrote this little one shot. He also does. Uh, he also wrote uh, Tides of Wildmount, or assisted in the writing of uh, not Tides, but Explorer's Guide to Wildmount. Getting the, the streams crossed. He uh, he helped write Explorer's Guide to Wildmount. I believe he worked on on uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist as well. So great individual. Uh, check him out follow, and, and whatnot. And with that. I'm going to get some sleep myself because I got to be back online at 10 a.m. for Sunday with Scoob, where we do deep dive into stuff that happened before and play some games. I think we're going to do some planning for the next week's sessions and uh, play some more Baldur's Gate 3. So, you guys uh, don't have anything for me. I don't have anything for you. And I will wish all of you a good night. Sleep well. See you later, everybody. Bye-bye.